Hey everyone, welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about Survivor. Sarah, are you ready to talk about the greatest TV show of all time? I thought we were talking about Survivor. <laughs> don't be rude, don't be rude. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Survivor 43 is specifically what we're talking about. Yes, yes. Season premiere. I'm excited to get to it, but... Anything else you want to talk about with what you've been watching lately before we get to Survivor? Let's see what I've been watching this week. Uh, the fifth season of A Handmaid's Tale is has started, and that's a good show, but a bummer. So I've been watching <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then I've also started watching Welcome to Wrexham, which is a documentary about the soccer team that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKinney from It's Always Sunny bought. I saw ads for that. Is that is that good? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a sports person, but, like, it's a good underdog story because, like, the team they bought is, like, in the league below the good league. Like, they used to be in the good leagues, and the now they're just league. way at the bottom. Or Like, it's, it's like, below the the normal pyramid. There's a sub-pyramid there, oh, really? and they're trying okay. to get back up to the very bottom of the, like, good pyramid. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been enjoyable enough. And it's a straight documentary, right? It's not yes. like a reenactment. Okay. I will blame uh, Ted, Ted Lazo for making me care about interested in it, football yeah. <laughs> at all, I guess, you know? <laughs> but Is the but, yeah. real thing better than Ted Lasso? No. No, okay. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? What have you been up to this week? I'm going to defer any like show watching that I did for next time. Because I, okay. I just want to get to Survivor quickly because this could <laughs> easily turn into an epic podcast with how much I can talk about Survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I will say I, I participated in my first official triathlon. Nice, nice. And that's what? Running, biking, swimming? Probably not in that order. Swimming, biking, running. Oh, so close. It's, a, it's considered a <laughs> sprint triathlon. So it's like half mile swimish, like a 12 mile bike and a three mile run something okay. like that but yeah you did a good job good. I, I mean you finished that's that's probably was that the big goal just just finishing? under two hours which okay. was about what my goal was nice nice and um yeah it was just fun running's cool. not really fun running i'll be honest <laughs> not not really fun mm -hmm. but once you've done all that other stuff and you're just like oh just a three mile run left <laughs> i did all that <laughs> other stuff already might as well do it but yeah I, I don't really, like, super hard, like, train for these things. I just, like, mm -hmm. you know, a friend will just be like, hey, I'm doing this. You want to do it with me? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's do it. <laughs> and then I just kind of train enough to reel it to, to the point where I feel like I'm comfortable doing it. And then uh, I just go do it. Just show up and do it. Nice. That's Think it. you're going to do another one? That's, like, the survivor mentality. Oh. Just, <laughs> it's going to be hard, but I'm going to show up and do it, you know? Nice. I will finish. That's, that's how I go about it. I do, I do that for like Spartan races too. Mm, yeah, uh, that's the other thing I've done with the same mentality. Even though I'll admit, for Spartan races, I straight up like can't do the obstacles. So I've had Spartan you just races. You have to do a lot of burpees. <laughs> you have right? to do burpees. Yeah. So like, I think the first Spartan race I did, I did like two hundred and ten burpees or <laughs> something <Oof>. like ridiculous. <laughs> and then like the next time, I only had to do like one hundred and eighty. <laughs> like, hey, Mark's but that's like a stupid job. amount of burpees to be doing. <laughs> but yeah. Still fun, though. You, you feel cool. accomplished, like you did something mm -hmm. the other day. Yeah. But okay. Are you ready to talk about Survivor, Sarah? As ready as I'll ever be. 
Survivor 43. Do you want me do you want me to do my Survivor breakdown? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> For people that haven't watched this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we're going to have a lot of people that haven't watched this. To me, like I've watched this this show's came out in 2000 and is still going. Yeah. I do remember watching it back in 2000 because a lot of people watched the show back in 2000. I think the finale of season one of survivor had like tv ratings as big as like the super bowl that's how like popular their show was at the time Mm -hmm. and then the ratings were still really really good for a while but they like definitely like just kept going down and down and down until it gets to where it is today where it's like there are enough like super fans or returning fans of the show that the show is still profitable and can keep going and Mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not nearly as popular as it used to be (laughs) Not reaching Super Bowl. Bowl you said you've seen like season one of the show, and then not until I made yes. you watch the last season did you check this show out again. Since then, I mean, I've seen like like my mom really loves this show. So back when I lived at home, like I would walk through the living room frequently, and uh, an episode would be on, and maybe I'd catch some of it. But that yeah, that's about it. Until last season, you made me watch because you said, "quote This cast is built different." Yeah, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> so like recently. I think this is true of like all CBS casting reality shows, although I'm not 100% sure. I think they like agreed to making like maybe like 50% of the cast diverse at least or something. Mm. And yeah. I think I don't remember I I didn't go back and check last season, but I think this season it's like they did more than just 50%. It's it might be this season might be the most diverse cast mm. so far. Cool. Yeah, so this is season 43 and they already filmed season 44. And they're casting for season 45 and 46 right now. So the show's not going anywhere, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And keep going. They they filmed two seasons a year in the, mm-hmm. like, you know, spring, summer period. And then they air one in the fall and one in the winter, spring, whatever the, you know, the main TV show yeah. timelines are. So this was filmed in the early summer, spring of 2022. It's being aired okay. in the fall right now. And so these people have seen, theoretically, all of Survive. Like, they've had the opportunity, at least, to yeah. see all previous seasons. Yeah. So season 41 and season 42 have aired on TV before these people went out and played, I believe. Okay. So what? But what can happen is, like, next season in season 44, the season 44 people will not have seen what happened in season 43. So they so, can pull the same tricks on yeah. a different group of people. So they can, like, do the same twist without the the contestants like being aware or being able to like prepare for the twists Mm -hmm. and it's just the nature of the filming cycle and doing two season basically is why that happens yeah sarah on the wiki for survivor it says the best tv show of all time it says that right on the wiki oh well it must be true then i guess (laughs) (laughs) no i don't have a wiki breakdown for the show (laughs) i actually was wondering sarah do you want to break down this show what what is survivor sarah what is Survivor, as far as I know? If you had to explain okay. what Survivor is to somebody, as a okay. a recent watcher of the show, but not a super fan of the show. I would say that Survivor was, like, the first big reality competition show to, like, get popular and launch that genre of TV. I think that's fair to say. Um, yes, I agree. And it's a show where a certain number of people, I don't know the number, it might vary, I'll have to go to an island or some coastal land because there's always some sort of ocean as far as any time I've seen. Um, And they're broken down into tribes and they have to compete or get sent home. Like if your team loses, they have to pick someone to send home. And then over 
a month or so, it's whittled down to like three people. And then those three people have to convince some people they've already kicked off to pick them to win a bunch of money. Yeah, that's how I describe yeah. it. To oh, that's people. that's good. <laughs> I like that. That's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> so nowadays, like I don't know, I don't know how many seasons back, but for a while now, a good while now, Survivor just always films in Fiji. Mm. They have like basically their Survivor routine out there, and you'll see like the challenges are. Uh, like they use the same locations for challenges mm-hmm. throughout each season, and even the even like the campsites themselves that they give to the contestants are like actually the same beaches that are. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like the first couple seasons, like it would be Survivor, and then like location name. Yeah, they did that whatever, for a long time because they were time. going around different places. Yeah, they did that for a long time, and then at some point they started like reusing the same locations, and then. They would like name the season after the twist of the season or whatever, like special different way of grouping people or whatever. Mm. But now they they're they're past that now. It's just ever since season <laughs> forty one, it's just numbers. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It doesn't need it doesn't need names at this point. Everybody knows what the show is. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that watches the show really at this point is in it in all the way and like doesn't really need a, <laughs> any special intrigue, I don't think, to watch it. Right, right. It's the just, core gameplay is what brings Yeah, the core in. gameplay and the casting of the show is, like, all that this show really needs to succeed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, like, you want to be on this show, right? Like, that's yes. worth saying. Yes, I do. Hopefully, if I can get my act together, I will be submitting a application for season 45 slash 46. Nice. And, yeah, the way that works is, like, you can submit one per cycle, so you're, like, trying out for two seasons. Mm, okay. You're trying to get a spot on two seasons for that cycle. Yeah. Because to me, Sarah, Survivor mm-hmm. is pretty much like the ultimate game. Out Ooh. of all the games and sports in like known to the human humankind, <laughs> Survivor uh-huh. is the ultimate game. Mm, okay. I think it's fun to watch, like no matter what kind of people play, like they always like, you know, like they always have a breakdown like, where it's like it's there's an even amount of men and women in the whole game. And then there's an even amount of men and women on each tribe. And then mm-hmm. more recently, like they're trying to make the cast diverse and all this stuff. But yeah. really, like if they they could make it a season where like it was nothing but women and like or nothing but men or any combination in between. And like it would still be interesting to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. And Jeff even says, I think, in the beginning of this season on the when they first get to the mat, he's like, anyone can play because there really aren't that many rules. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like, you know sports where you kind of need to have like good genetics Mm. to be good at sports it's like really to play survivor you just have to have like the mental fortitude to like push through being hungry Mm. and i don't know i guess guess there like probably is like some people are going to be more naturally good at it than others but it's not really like tangible what those things are well there is something to be said for like athletic ability when it comes to challenges at the very least yeah Challenges, I think, are not as important on the show. Like, back, if people have watched or listening to this and they've only watched, like, Old School Survivor, Old School Survivor is, like, very challenge-oriented and everybody thinks around challenges and they're just like, oh, keep people around if they're good at challenges. But mm-hmm. that's really not the game anymore. Now we're going to see some of that come into play in this first <laughs> episode because it's kind of like a lazy thing to do when you're just trying not to be the first person voted out of the game. 
Mm. But it might come up early in Modern Survivor, but it's not as like, okay, like we have to keep the strongest people around because winning challenge is the most important thing. So it's not really a huge disadvantage to not be good at challenges. Like some of some of the best players to ever play Survivor never won or barely won any challenges in their career. And I'm assuming based on the last season I watched that sometimes late game being good at challenges is going to hurt you. Like people won't want to keep you around because you're going to keep getting immunity at the end or something. Yeah, it all depends on the mentality of the jury, they call them, the people that get voted out towards the end but don't make the final. Mm -hmm. That all It all depends like season to season on that. But yeah, oftentimes like winning immunities to stay in the game in this current meta survivor can be seen as like, a crutch and not really like you know uh impressive gameplay it's just like oh you're uh-huh. just better than everybody at these carnival games or whatever <laughs> survivor cooks up to be a challenge and it's not really like seen as that impressive anymore okay. uh, whereas back in the day people would be like wow they won so many immunities like they deserve it yeah um, okay but it's it can be more impressive to not be able to win immunities but still somehow convince people to not vote you out like that's actually can be yeah. seen as higher skill so yeah, so Sarah, you could you you're gonna play Survivor? You could play Survivor, right? Oh no, thank you. <laughs> What's I like why? To why wouldn't you want to be comfy and well fed? <laughs> so also the the new thing I I believe for this season I don't know if they said it or not. I I think this is the case. So, so Survivor American Survivor is just tra- traditionally thirty nine days. Okay. But because of the COVID restrictions the last few years, mm-hmm. Survivor actually missed an entire cycle two years ago, I guess. Okay. And they didn't film any season. So there was an entire year without Survivor, which was rough. Sorry, it was rough. Yeah, how did you survive? <laughs> it was rough, believe me. <laughs> it actually, I, it's kind of like you just like forgot about it. And then Survivor came back. And then it was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize how much I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> but when they did come back, when they did get the go to be able to film in Fiji again, it was under like COVID restrictions. So they had to do like a bubble situation. Right? Yeah, so there's like a two-week quarantine i believe is what the scenario is now where you fly out to fiji but then they can't start playing the game for two weeks about mm-hmm. so they actually shortened the length of the game from 39 days to 26 days oh and that's still true for this season i believe that is still true for this season okay no i don't know if they're doing it this season because there are still restrictions i think that's the case but it could also just be like they were like hey the 26 day <laughs> survivor was kind of nice <laughs> you know yeah because it's still like the show, the way the show played out on TV was still like very much the same, even though it was 13 less days. Mm-hmm. And what the show does is they have like, you know, they have like nutritionists that are like, this is how many calories <laughs> these people need to like be able to survive and still like, you know, compete in challenges and not be mm-hmm. a disaster. Be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. When they took away 13 days off the schedule, they were like, and we're not giving you rice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like it was they they are still making it as hard as possible for them even though it's less days like it, mm. they the nutritionists like tweaked what they thought was necessary for the players because it was less days so it's still very very difficult even though it's less days right yeah so no my i continue to say no i will not go on survivor no do you think it, it would be a little bit fun though mm, no no you'd have no interest in like being part of a random group of strangers and trying to navigate the social dynamics. You don't think... Uh... Anything you just said that just came out of your mouth, do you think <laughs> that's something I enjoy? A random group of strangers? I mean, nope. No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, like, 
some of like Survivor has become a lot more like twisty over the years. It still is like the core game, but there are some mechanics of the game now which are a little like like board game like, I would say. Yeah, but um, it's like what you like, but you ago, play board games with friends, so it's different. Yeah, yeah I play board games with friends. <laughs> you can make friends, like, Sarah. Come on. I know, but you're basically telling me to go into this situation to meet a bunch of people who are going to try to manipulate me and lie to me and screw me over. Oh, you're only seeing the negatives. You're also going to manipulate to them and lie to them and screw them over. Except I'm not fun. good at that. So I guess I get to go home early. Ooh, okay. So here's what I need to know. When you get booted off, do you get to go to like some nice resort and just hang out so that way you don't give away that you lost right away? Because I could do that. Yeah. If you make it to the jury, you get sent to this place called Ponderosa, they call it, which is like, I don't think it's far away from like the camps, but it's like a, it's a nice you, like place. You get food in a bit. I think it's like still outdoors, <laughs> but you know, like you get whatever food you want and whatever you know yeah. when i'm at home i can get whatever food i want yeah. i'm not going forget this noise <laughs> i don't know if it's still true but i know like back in the day if you got voted out before the jury they would like send you somewhere in the world that wasn't the united states oh free vacation okay now i'm back in i'll get voted out first episode no shame Let's now go. you don't get to choose where you go so oh that's some bullshit <laughs> yeah because they're gonna like they'll like wait for you know the first however many people to get voted out and then like the first three or four people might get sent to random destination and then they like hang out at a resort or something but you're still gonna have like a handler and stuff to make sure like you're not i don't know (laughs) not exposing the results of the season (laughs) and not trying to like flee the go back home and stuff (laughs) okay so you're out yeah i'm out okay i think you're gonna i think you can still have some interesting insight just because if you did play survivor I don't think you would have the same strategy as me. No, I don't think I don't think our skill sets are necessarily overlap that much. You've thought about this a lot, so whatever you know, strategy you have is very built up and advanced. And mine is just like "Mm, that guy shouldn't have been mean to that person. Bad move. Yeah, there you go. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you have you might have some insight on like okay, if if I was out there and you did this, like okay, I. I would think this, you know, I mm-hmm. would yeah, yeah. react in this way. And maybe your reaction to that wouldn't be this, uh, what I expected because we think differently. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. You ready to get to episode one? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do, it. do it. This is going to be <laughs> epic. So this, this episode one, it is a two hour premiere. Mm-hmm. It airs on Wednesdays at eight o'clock. Did you see the episode name of this? <laughs> Of this first episode. I think it's, I think it's Livin'. Livin', yeah. So what they do for the episode <laughs> titles is they just, like, pick a quote that's going to make the edit mm-hmm. from one of the players. And then that becomes, like, the episode title. Yeah, 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 And sometimes it might be related to, like, the tribe that goes to tribal council or something that important that happens in the episode. But sometimes it's just a funny quote. <laughs> it is just a and, funny quote this time. And, yeah, it's just Livin', but it's all capitalized. L-I-V-I-N. We'll, we'll, we'll wait until uh, we get to the part where that's explained, <laughs> where that quote happens. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the show starts with a super intense opening, in my opinion. What oh, do you yeah. think of the overall opening of the show? My first bit of notes is just boats. Yep. Because there boats. are these three, like, speed boats, I guess, full of people yeah. just racing towards some But before that, island, they have, like, you know, helicopter shots going oh, over yeah. islands and drones flying, like, 
getting shots and all this stuff and then yeah real like jurassic park flyover situation yeah i literally just like get chills every time it's a new season of survivor so yeah uh, this gets me going every time the the classic survivor music they use like everything Mm. is just it works for me yeah and jeff jeff always does these like cool shots so jeff probes is the host of the show Mm -hmm. he actually does these like takes where he's like so like professional at this now that like he's doing the take where he's like setting up the season of the show and he always says like it it, traditionally it's like 16 people 39 days one survivor and then the helicopter will like zoom out and then whatever but Mm -hmm. so but this time it's like 18 people 26 days one survivor and then like the helicopter zooms out and like the boats are literally like coming to him to start the season of the show yeah. Like, I think they're doing this in one take. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Jeff messes up and then they send people back. But <laughs> I I feel like he's doing it in one take. Because, like, like do you remember, if you remember last season, like, he would, like, introduce, he would start talking, like, to the camera before a challenge starts. And he would be, like, explaining mm-hmm. this twist that's about to happen to the audience as, like, the contestants are rolling up to do the challenge. Yeah. So he's, like, I don't know. He's pretty impressive with what he does now. He's got a lot of practice. He, he knows how to. Yeah. How to bring the dramatic voiceover. Yeah. So the, the boats are going to roll up to the beach where Jeff is mm-hmm. waiting for them. And um, they this is the classic, like, mat talk. So each tribe, like, has their own mat, and they stand on it. This season has three tribes of six people, so 18 people total. And this is the American survivor kind of new era. They're like, this is standard now. Back in the day, it was, like, two tribes of eight. Mm, okay. But... Three tribes of six is the like modern survivor, and I think it is the best. I think it's the best. It's nice to have these okay. six person tribes, tribal councils earlier in the game. But yeah, Jeff is going to give an epic speech, and he's going to ask people questions. And everybody's super pumped because I feel like everybody who is on Survivor is a super fan of Survivor. So they're all like, oh yeah, finally here. Yeah, at this point, the casting for Survivor is really good. It's like they really want to find people who have watched the show a lot and really, really want to play. And that's like, Mm -hmm. largely it might be like, those are the people that are applying to the show now. But back in the day, like they would like recruit people that maybe are just like attractive and (laughs) yeah, like maybe they're like up and coming actors. Like, I don't know. Like they would do things just to get the people that they wanted to see on an Island, (laughs) you know? Yeah. People who would like stir up trouble or be like a really big personality. I feel like it's probably a common reality casting choice. Yeah. But nowadays it's like, they really want people who want to play the game and play the game to win. So it's the, the strategy of the game is better than it's ever been. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. So there's going to be three tribes. We said that. Yes. We do have names for these tribes, but I think we're going to just go by the colors. It's easier to remember for the, <laughs> yeah. for the, uh, the listeners. So we have a mm-hmm. red tribe, a yellow tribe, and a blue tribe. And the yellow tribe off the bat is my favorite tribe. They were oh, really? they were the most excited when Jeff, Jeff what Jeff does. He's like red tribe, your Yesi, and he like says their name, and then they cheer, and then he's like yellow tribe, your name is Baka, and then. Oh, yeah, they did have a big, <laughs> big reaction. And then Blue Tribe, your name is Coco. And then but and then he's like, and then he went back and was like, okay, 10 points to the Yellow Tribe. They were hype as hell when I told them their <laughs> name. Like he's, a, like he's like yeah. a Hogwarts professor or something. <laughs> yep. So here's, here's how we're going to break down the show. We're not going to go chronologically here. There is a lot that happens 
in a two-hour right. premiere of Survivor. And they jump back and forth between the challenges and the different tasks and the different tribe dynamics. And they, they're really jumping all over the place. So we're going to try to talk about each tribe and everything that happened to that tribe in one go and then move on to the next tribe. Yes. Kind of streamline it. Stream. Yes. Okay. So let me give the, the, the things that are going to happen outside of the tribe, like the camp life. I'm going to give those things just so we understand the kind of like the order that things are going to happen in the show. But then we're just going to go person by person, starting with the red tribe and just talk about things that happened in the episode that we thought were interesting or funny or whatever. Yeah. Sounds Sounds good. good? Okay. So, Mm -hmm. so they're showing up at the beach and they're going to have, they're going to have their first challenge. And this first challenge will be for their supplies. Only the one tribe will get their supplies immediately. And those supplies are what? Um, a knife, a flint, and a bowl or something? Yeah, a pot, a, pot? a machete, and flint. So no rice. No rice for these people. And yeah, so one of those, one of the, one tribe will win. And then the two losing tribes will have, when they get to, to their camp, they're going to have a second chance task to get their supplies. So it's a little bit like they have to do extra work to get their supplies. And there's a chance they might not get it. Yes. They did the same, like, second chance supplies task in season 41 and 42, but neither season did a team fail. So I really don't know, going into this, like, what the consequences are (laughs) if you fail. (laughs) I guess you just don't get your stuff, and now you don't have, like, not having machete seems brutal. Like, I don't even know what, how you would make a shelter. I think he specifically said, like, you would get your stuff at the first actual official challenge then, like. Yeah, I think you'd have to wait till the immunity, which. It's usually like at least two days. I don't know if it's shorter um, because of the shortened schedule, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be real rough to make some sort of shelter. Not having fire for the beginning of the game is very common, so people, mm. I know there's a history of getting through that. But yeah, so there's a second chance supplies test where uh, we'll, we'll talk about that once we get to somebody that was a main contributor to that. <laughs> yeah. And then there's going to be a... I guess the, I guess they call these kind of like a, like summits of some sort where like one representative from each tribe will like go to another island and then they're going to have their own little like mini game with each other that yes. uh usually results in like they're they'll be like fighting over some sort of advantage in the game um like an extra Perfect. boat or a muti idol Somebody gets um, swiped away for the afternoon. Yes. Which makes for an awkward time where they don't get to, I don't know, strategize and find an alliance. Even if nothing happens at this summit, like, it creates, like, a potential rift in the tribe where, like, they... Because once you get back, you basically have to explain what happened and people will, like, believe you or not believe you and it could cause, like, some drama in the tribe. So it's just, like, a a show's attempt to add, like... A, like a twist into the game while also creating some potential um, adversity for the tribes. And then we'll have our immunity challenge where one team will lose and go to tribal council. And they'll lose their flint. Yeah. That's a, that's a new flint. thing. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> if, especially if you're a, tri- cause it kind of like snowballs where like, okay, you lose the first challenge, you don't get your flint, then you can't make fire. Then it's like harder to eat the food you find and like mm-hmm. drink your water. And then because of that, you do worse in the immunity challenges. And then it like it yeah, definitely yeah. could snowball out of control. Uh, I don't know if they had a terrible snowball out of control in the last two seasons that they did this. Um, but I think this I think this mechanic is part of trying to make it harder for the less days. 
I think is the reason yeah. they're doing this. That makes sense. For people, Sarah, like you, before you watched the last season, mm -hmm. do you want to explain what a hidden immunity idol is? It's not the oh. it's not the immunity necklace or the immunity like idol that the tribe gets for winning the immunity challenge, but there are things out there that can be found at the camps and can be won through different games called hidden immunity idols. Yeah, they look different, I think, from season to season, so people don't necessarily always know what they're looking for. And basically, whenever anybody leaves camp by themselves, everybody assumes they're going to look for an idol. Yeah. And then if you find one, you store it in your underwear, um, because that's the only place you can imagine people won't find it, is, is what I remember from the last season. Um, and then if you go to Tribal Council, you can play it, I think, right before they read the votes. Yeah, after the votes are cast, but before they're yeah. read. Yeah. And any votes that were cast for you don't count. And so then whoever is in second place uh, is the person who gets bumped out instead of you. But it's a one-time use situation. And I think you can only use them, like, up to a certain point overall. Yeah. I don't know when that is. It used to be final five. I don't. They might have made it final six. I always forget where it's at. But you, you can use them pretty far into the game. But you can't rely on them like to get you all the way to the end. Essentially. Mm -hmm. But here is where my one piece of survivor strategy comes in. Okay. I would come in with especially modified underwear that had pockets in it for storing things in because that seems to be where everyone oh, stores yeah. their stuff, and it would make life easier. I think Hang you on. could do that as long as you don't put things in the secret compartments. Like they'll probably find that. Um, but. Yeah, I would just even go to production and be like, look, it's just pockets for storing things. Yeah, I think they would allow it. Like, I think I think the way your outfit works on Survivor is, like, you might have to submit, like, three different outfits so that they can, like, once they decide what color tribe you're on, you have to, like, oh, yeah. They're wear all, like, that color. pseudo color coded. Yeah, like, like kind of. They, they have to, you have to choose, like, an outfit that's, like, kind of, like, the color of the tribe you're going to be on. But you don't know that when you submit your clothes to production, so you have to like submit three outfits, and then once they know, they tell you which one you're going to wear. Basically, I think is what happens. So you'd have to make like three outfits that have like secret like uh, <laughs> pocket compartments, so you can hide yeah. your idols or whatever. Uh -huh. yeah. But I don't, I don't think they would object to it, or like they wouldn't. If there's nothing actually in the pocket, I don't think they would uh, find it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my big strategy. End of list. <laughs> there is like a history of like people trying to smuggle things in. I I think somebody did something similar to what you're saying, but they actually like, you know, like smuggled something in through their oh, clothes. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to yeah. cheat. I'm just yeah. trying to make things comfy. Yeah. Wait, I forget what it was. Didn't you used to be able to like bring one thing? That was a thing. That right? used to be a thing that like the show made a big deal about. It was called your like luxury item. And you would either like yeah. you would either like be allowed to bring it with you from the beginning. Or, like, at some point in the game, you could, like, win your luxury item or they would just give it to you. Okay. Not a thing anymore? I don't think it's a thing anymore. If it is a thing, the show just, like, chooses not to put it in the show because, like, it's no yeah, longer after you've seen enough time, it's, like, no longer really interesting. Like, let's get to the strategy of the show is what people mm -hmm. want to watch. Um, there, are also, there are also some times, like, in the past where people kind of, like, hacked this where, like, they were like, oh, my luxury item is a big-ass American flag. And now I'm going to use it as a tarp so we have a good shelter. <laughs> like, people were kind of like, I don't know why the show allowed that, but um, yeah, uh, there were a few It'd times. Like, like, oh, I think someone this like... This <laughs> machete that has been handed down through my family is yeah, so meaningful exactly. to me. I need it. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> this portable campfire. Oh, I just, it means so much to me. My mom gave it to me. Yeah. Or even just like, I think some people would be like, oh, I want to like bring my journal. And so they would get like pen and paper. And then there mm -hmm. was like, back in the day, there were challenges towards the end of the game, which would be like, you'd have to answer questions about like personal information about the jury members. Oh, so you'd just be taking notes the whole time. So like somebody study. hacked it and like they would ask people personal questions about themselves and they would actually like go write it down and then they would mm -hmm. like study it. And it's like, it's not yeah. really fair that they had a writing utensil and paper to do this and nobody else did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think they just got fed up after a while. And I, I think they eventually transitioned to like, you get to choose a luxury item, but we're not going to give it to you necessarily out there. And then like some seasons they would show it, some seasons they won't. And then I can't even remember the last time that they had luxury items on this show. Okay. So yeah, the show has changed a lot. I think they've mostly <laughs> made good decisions. Okay. So yeah, first challenge for your supplies, mm -hmm. the second chance challenge for the teams that lose their supplies, the summit mini game, and then we're going to have a muni challenge and a tribal council. That's what we're going to do. That's what the, yeah. the overall sequence of events is in the show. But now, we are just going to talk about the contestants one by one. And by whatever tribe. sparks our interest to talk about as we go is going to be talked about. That's, that's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> Sounds good. We're going to talk about everything anybody did up until the end of the immunity challenge. And then once we get to whichever tribe lost the immunity challenge... The rest of the episode is just only that tribe and how right. they're strategizing going to tribal council and then eventually the tribal council. So we'll do more of a play-by-play -play breakdown once we get past the immunity challenge. Sounds All good. right, Sarah, where are so we starting? I think we're starting with the red tribe. Red tribe. And we'll say their name once. I think this is the Vesi tribe. Yes, Vesi tribe. B-E-S-I. Doesn't really matter. It's the red tribe, but... <laughs> for completion's yeah. sake let's we'll say the name the name once <laughs> and first up is cody cody is 35 and an elevator and escalator sales. oh okay you're getting okay we'll see yeah. we'll see what he is <laughs> well he i mean this it. is yeah this is incredible okay o overall <laughs> thoughts on cody though sarah before i say anything um thoughts on cody this is a colorful character who is going to gonna gonna he's gonna be in, a, in as many episodes as he's in i think he's gonna get a lot of screen time <laughs> yeah um yeah Co <laughs> cody, an interesting guy cody is a lot yes i wrote down maybe too much energy this guy has <laughs> <laughs> yes he, he even says i think in one of his he has like a he gets one of the early confessionals during the, mm -hmm. the like early montage and he, he's like he says, oh, I've already spent part of the million dollar prize that I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that before. That is, uh, yeah. I, I hope he's a little bit like kidding about being overconfident here, but that's crazy if he actually yeah. did that. He, he does say that he's going to play hard just like he lives his life. So yeah, like basic stuff that, here. <laughs> that's his whole vibe. <laughs> okay. He's going to say at some point that he binged watched Survivor during the pandemic. So, like, an, a recent convert. Yeah. So, he, I would say he is not a seasoned Survivor fan. He, I don't know if he binge-watched every season or what he did. He definitely watched the latest seasons, I want to say. Mm -hmm. I really don't think there's a lot of value as, a, like, a strategist to go back and watch, like, you know, the early days of Survivor. 
Yeah, so much is different. The most recent stuff is what's going to be most like the game you're about to play. Right. Like, like I don't even know if you really want to go back, like, before season 40, you know? Like, if you oh. just watch 41, 42. Um, That's all you need to know right there? In terms of, like, okay, if I was going to, if you're going to rewatch any season to prepare yourself to go out, like, mm -hmm. watch the most recent seasons. Now, yeah, if you've sense. watched Survivor since 2000 and you've been thinking about strategies that you've used for the last 22 years, you're going to be better off than the person that just binged <laughs> it during the pandemic. Oh, so, how mad are you going to be when Cody wins? No, this thing? I'm not going to be mad because he's not going to win. It's like, no, he's not. It's not okay. going to happen. <laughs> you calling it now? All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do a lot of like, okay, this person's not going to win. This person's not going to win. I, and I'm probably a little too harsh with it. Like last season, I definitely eliminated somebody. But I eliminated some the, the, that person just because they were like young. Which mm. it's not really like, okay, I'm not really a saying 100% they're going to lose. Because you can still win the game as a young person. But it is like one of the most massive disadvantages, I think. Um, and we can get to a yeah. couple of young people that are going to be on this season and what we think of them. But it's not as much as me saying, like, right now, like, Cody's not going to win the game, you know? <laughs> it is so unlikely that he is going to have picked up enough skills binge-watching in the last two years or whatever than all these other players, which have been, like, trying to get on the show or wanting to be on the show since they were, like, 10 years old. You know, it's yeah, it's so unlikely that he is this good at but... picking up skills this quickly. Do you think that he has an advantage because he's a salesman? That comes up in this. Okay, you wanna, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 say all this like goofy or bad or even bad stuff about Cody, and then I'll, I'll I have one positive thing on him. <laughs> okay. <the> this. <laughs> well, I did like I thought he was gonna be a dummy, but then he does a really smart thing. In oh, the that's what I was gonna challenge. say. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's my one positive. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll say that first. Okay, so. Let's let's describe the first challenge, um, since we're about to talk about it. Okay. Do you want to describe the first challenge? I have like very sure. like quick like like these are the basic tests in the order that you had to do them. Yeah. So everybody starts on the beach, and there's two people from every team who then have to go race down the beach and bring back two big heavy wooden crates. Then two other people have to run into the water and haul in a boat that has more crates on it. And then the last two people have to stack the crates into a cube. And then one of them has to get up on top and use like a bamboo pole to get a key or is it it's the, the flint. flint? It's like the, the flint, flint, yeah. Yeah, the flint is like on a big key ring and on a slanted pole. And they have to like get it up off of that pole okay, and down yeah. to the ground. And whoever does that first wins. Yeah. And the cube, the, the crates into a cube is like, it's supposed to be like a puzzle. Like the crates are all different. Right. They're different sizes and fit together in just one particular way that makes a big cube. Yeah. So it's the puzzle portion of the challenge. Yeah. Yes. So I I don't think I wrote down anything from this challenge other than that what Cody came up with, which was actually yeah, pretty he, smart. He was not the person with the pole, but he told the person with the pole, hey, the bamboo is hollow. So like maneuver it so the the flint is inside that hole and you're going to be able to get this off real easy yeah and that was true i think his team was well definitely not they had not gotten up on top of the cube first like they were maybe mm -hmm. even in last place second or last place at this point yeah. and then they were just able to win because he was like hey 
put it in the hole. <laughs> yeah. This was impressive. Like, it's usually there's like a hack to beat like a puzzle at a challenge or something, but this was like a hack to just like beat a physical aspect of the challenge, which was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like the the angle that they they had this like key ring on on this pole was like the most extreme angle I've ever seen yeah. them do on the show. Like every person oh, okay. that was up like trying to poke like they were trying to like use friction to like drag the keychain all the way up the post. Mm-hmm. So I I don't even know if this challenge was necessarily like beatable without figuring out this hack. It was actually pretty impressive oh, yeah. that he figured it out. So yeah, kudos to Cody for figuring that out. <laughs> But let's get to let's get to his uh when he tells everybody his profession. Yes, he just says he works at an elevator and escalator company. He doesn't say what he specifically does there. Yes. So this is like it's not much of a lie, but he thinks this is like really important lie to, to mm-hmm. for him to say. And this is like a, <laughs> this is like a thing where like I feel like everybody's like, you know, they're the uh kind of like what we talked about in uh, after party where it's like everybody's the hero of their own story where like mm-hmm. they think that they them doing their job is like so cool and so intimidating that if they admit <laughs> what their job is to somebody that they're gonna like think all these things about them and they're, they're gonna think they're like really smart or really social or something like it's way overthinking like i i cannot think of a single job that somebody could have where if they told me that job on Survivor, I would be like, oh, wow, I got to vote you out as fast as possible. Like, no, nothing would intimidate me. Oh, what if they told you they were a Survivor challenge designer? I mean, that's, that's an advantage Even right that's there. not, it's just challenges, you know? <laughs> Whatever. It is an okay. advantage, but in, in like even, I don't have to worry about it until, like, immunity challenges. And it doesn't really mean that's you, fair. like, can do them just because you designed them, you know? <laughs> now, there might be a trick to doing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe he knew the trick and the challenge, so who knows? <laughs> but but yeah. there is something valid in his deciding to not say he's a salesman because later he's talking to two other people in his tribe about a third, fourth tribe member, Justine, who who is in sales and has said she's in sales. And the other two people he's talking to are like, oh, yeah, sketchy. Can't, you know, it's going to have a, a social advantage. Salespeople can talk you into anything. Like they're having that conversation some i mean he's prompting it like he wants to bring it up to yeah. like make sure everybody's like wary about her and not about yeah. him but this is um, crazy this is but they, the other two people like also agree with him like it's not no, they, something okay, he's made that's, up entirely that may have been what they said but that was not the vibe i got i think the vibe no? i got was like yeah sure you're right cody yeah we gotta watch out for sales people for sure <laughs> like they weren't like <laughs> they were just like yeah i agree with you like which is what like if anybody ever has a conversation or like offers you a deal or an alliance or whatever you just say yeah yeah that makes sense i'm in like, that's, like that's just you're not gonna have a confrontation over whether or not salespeople can be trusted <laughs> like it's <laughs> not worth the argument but not so not only is he a salesperson who thinks he shouldn't tell people he's a salesperson but he's going out of his way to make people think that they should be wary of salespeople. <laughs> like, this is insane. Like, <laughs> the, the more traditional version of this is, like, some for some reason, like, being a cop became, like, mm-hmm. a thing on the show. And, like, all okay. cops were like, oh, I can't tell people I'm a cop or they're going to think, like, I'm a good at telling pe- if people are lying or something. Um, mm-hmm. but none of those cops ever went on the show, told people they weren't a cop, and then brought up the fact that we should be wary of people being cops. Like this is, 
this is way too like insane. To me. I mean, Cody's just next level like that. I don't, I don't know what you expected. This lie is just not worth it. Like, I'll get us a couple of lies that happen later that I think actually have some merit to them. But right. this lie is like, okay, at some point in the game, like, you will be hungry, you will be emotional, you will want to confide in somebody where you might just admit that you lied about your profession. Yeah. And, like, why does this need to be a burden on you throughout this, like, <laughs> super difficult game that mm -hmm. you're, like, yeah. If, Sarah, if, I, if somebody walked, you were on Survivor, even though you don't want uh -huh. to be there, right? Just so you're there, day yeah, one. Yeah. Somebody says, mm -hmm. I'm an elevator and escalator salesman. Are you going to have any, like, any, like, wh why would you have any reaction to that? I mean, my reaction would be like, okay. That's a, I job. would just be like, oh, that's a weird thing to be selling. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that is also the thing. Like, I'm picturing somebody going door to door yeah. being like, do you need any elevators? Yeah. I got you covered. Yeah. I'm sure that's not what it is, but yeah, it does kind of sound like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I would think like, oh, it's a weird thing to sell, but it's not, I would not be thinking, wow, salesman. Now, yeah. Maybe if somebody was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a used car salesman. Like, that's the only thing, like, mm. maybe, like, that has enough stigma to it that it could mean something. But yeah, I don't get this. I, I, I like, this, <laughs> it's, it gets to the point of ridiculousness. Like, okay, so like, on, on Big Brother this last season, Sarah, mm -hmm. somebody was, their job was like, they were a therapist a therapeutic like hypnotist oh that's like an amazing awesome cool job but they thought <laughs> that that job was so intimidating that they were just they just told people they were a teacher like <laughs> why like well they don't want people to think that they're gonna hypnotize them. i guess so but like <laughs> come on it's like such an interesting job and now you just like don't get to talk about it and like mm -hmm. i don't know it, it seems weird to me but yeah I, I don't think this is worth it. Not if I'm giving people <laughs> advice going on Survivor, just tell people what you are. Unless you're yeah. like, you know, like you know, maybe if you're like a pimp or like a human <laughs> trafficker, maybe don't mention that. But I feel like if you are, <laughs> you in shouldn't get on the show. Profession, yeah, yeah you shouldn't <laughs> go on. You shouldn't TV. get on the show. But that's like that's. <laughs> I'm just trying to be ridiculous. Like this, these are the types of things that you shouldn't tell yeah, people. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, if it's if it's a profession you need to hide on Survivor, you should reconsider your profession, I think is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. But aside from all that, Cody has one other feature. Yes, this is great. <laughs> he has a tattoo on his ass that says living, <laughs> no G, exclamation points, and a smiley face. This is the freaking title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Straight from his ass. This is so. This was so funny how they did this too, because like, I think it's Jesse on his tribe that we're gonna get to later. Like, mm -hmm. he has like cooler tattoos on himself, so people were asking about his tattoo. But then, yeah, he apparently had talked to Cody earlier about Cody's tattoo, so he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, Cody's got the way better tattoo than I do, though. <laughs> and then he's like, Cody just like brings it out, and somebody else was like, oh, really? Let me see it, and they just like pulls his pants down. <laughs> And then he doesn't even, like, show it to her long enough for her to see it. He's like, what does it say? And he's like, living, L-I-V-I-N, two exclamation points with a smiley face. <laughs> and then the show, the show puts, like, a graphic on the screen as he's spelling out the word living of the word L-I-V-I-N, two exclamation points, and then with a smiley face underneath. <laughs> like, I've never seen the show do, like, this quirky thing with the graphic before. It was so weird. <laughs> But it was kind of great. I imagine 
that he looked at Jesse, saw he had tattoos, and went, "Hey, I have a tattoo too," and like immediately <laughs> yeah, they just did. like pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, that is probably what happened. So that's Cody. Cody's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he, like he, you, he's a quote unquote super fan because he's watched you know a bunch of seasons, but he's not the same kind of super fan as mm, these people that have I, thought about I, this. For I longer. see you gatekeeping. Yeah, I, yeah, I see. Get out. <laughs> Get out from my island. Exactly. But, you know, he's he's way more entertaining than I probably could prove the production <laughs> that, I, that I would be, you know? Like, there's a reason he's out there and I'm not out there. Yeah. All right. Next person. Next up, we have Dwight. Dwight. I've never heard somebody named Dwight ever since, like, The Office came out. Like, I don't <laughs> think I know a Dwight. This is actually pretty incredible. Okay. Uh, well, this Dwight is 22 and a grad student. And he's actually, he told everybody he's going to graduate, like, like once he comes back from Survivor, it's like time for his graduation or something. So yeah, that's pretty cool. He must be like pretty wrapped up, and he's just like chilling. He's like, I'm just going Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> he must have the deal work out with like his school or whatever. He's like, hey, I got a yeah, Survivor. Yeah. Like, what can we do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there has been somebody that was like, m- like they were missing their high school graduation to be on Survivor or something. Like that's mm-hmm. how young they were. Yeah. I the note I have on Dwight, the first thing I wrote down about Dwight. Is is he wearing some sort of like red Power Rangers pants? Like what? This guy's <laughs> pants are incredible. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, they, I don't know. They look they look like I don't know, like children's pajamas or I <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> he looks comfy though. Yeah, maybe this is like the that. only red piece of clothing he had. Or he yeah. submitted like every Power Ranger color that they they wanted him to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's got these same pants in all the different colors. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I like him. It. They're good. Pa- it's good pants. <laughs> <laughs> My note on him is he's very bad at macheteing. Oh yeah, his whole tribe, uh, the, this whole red tribe, is not going to be the. Um, they don't really have like the construction person that knows how to build a shelter. Yeah, so they struggle with that a little bit. And like, even though they and they get the they machete won first, the first challenge, yeah. and yeah, yeah, like they theoretically have advantage in shelter building time. They don't necessarily spend it that well. Yeah, <laughs> not that good at it. And then the the big thing of note for Dwight is that he is going to be selected by his tribe to go to the summit. Yeah, he gets to go on the boat. We can talk about the summit right now. Okay. Yeah, so the summit this season is, this is a thing they've done in the last two seasons. They've definitely done variations of this, like, more than the last two seasons. But what they're about to do is very similar to the last two seasons, but then not not Mm -hmm. quite the same. Yeah, it's like get three people together, send them on a hike, and then let them gamble their vote at the end of it, basically. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. So this, it's one person from each tribe has been selected. Dwight is the one member from Red. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to an, a separate island, and the trek this time, instead of being a hill, is like they have to, like, wade through, like, shoulder-high ocean water to get to this, like, giant rock that's, like, kind of its own mini island off of the coast. Yeah, and there's, like, a lot of slippery moss-covered rocks that they're going over. Yeah. It is a bit more dangerous than previous treks. It didn't look that bad. Well, the water was moving kind of, not super fast, but faster than you'd like. If you're not comfortable in water, I, I bet it's 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 very hard. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're shorter, it's probably harder, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. They made it last two seasons when they had to, like, climb to the top of the hill or the mountain. They made it that seem like it was a lot more exhausting. Oh, yeah, that's, like, just an endurance thing. Like, this is a you-could-slip-and-fall thing, you know? It's a bit more perilous, I'd say. But the idea is, like, it kind of, uh, you can spend the time on the walk to, like, get to know each other. 
And so it kind of creates this a dynamic between people or like a potential relationship between people that aren't on the same tribe. Mm -hmm. But I think like this water trek is maybe you have to focus too hard on it. Yeah. You don't necessarily get to have that bonding time. Yeah, I don't think there was as much talking in this version as there were in the last two seasons. Yeah. Whereas like last two seasons, they would get talked the entire way. And then by the top of the hill, when they would like film them, they would be like, kind of like making deals with each other and like mm -hmm. future alliances that didn't necessarily mean anything, but at least they were, they were trying. Yeah. Whereas at the end of this, it seemed like they were just like later. Whatever, they were just like, Oh, we made it. We survived the water. Thank God. <laughs> and then they just went right to the activity. Yeah. All right. So when they get to this giant rock mini Island, uh, there's a, a table set up, and each of them is basically going to get two cards. One of them, one of the cards says, risk a vote, risk my vote, or whatever, and then one says, don't risk my vote. Everyone gets to secretly pick if they're going to risk or not risk. So yeah. you don't know what everybody else They're risking do. their vote at the first tribal council they go to. Yeah, so if they don't go to this one, it'll be whichever one is the first one. So they might lose their vote and then like four or five episodes from now suddenly it matters yeah yeah so they're gonna lose the if they lose their vote they'll get it their vote back once they survive one tribal council yes there's another way to look at it but the dilemma is that if you choose to risk your vote then i don't know what's the best way to explain this it's a <laughs> little confusing a chance you have a chance to get an advantage yes that's and what so... you're that's what you're playing for that's the that's the reason to risk your vote is to you might eventually yes. get advantage in the game. And they have three bags set up, one for if only one person risks their vote, a second one for if two people, and then a third for three. So in the bag of one, it's just there's just an advantage in there. In the bag for two, it's there's an advantage and a you lost your vote token. And then in the third one, there's two you lost your vote ones and then the advantage. So Whoever decides to risk their vote ends up picking from the appropriate bag based on the number of people who risked. Yes. Perfectly explained. Still probably confusing, <laughs> but you explained it exactly as the show did. Um, so basically what happens is you have to decide, you know, is my vote valuable enough that I don't want to lose it? Or can I, can I risk my vote and get an advantage? And really, the ultimate, uh, like the ultimate heist here, is if like you can somehow convince the other two people not to risk their vote, and then you're the only one that risks it, and then you automatically just win the advantage and yes. don't lose your vote. That's like the which ultimate is heist. what one of the people here tried to do and yeah. did not succeed. Yeah. So we're talking about Dwight. Out of the three people, two people are going to uh, risk their vote, and one person is not. And Dwight is one of the people that did risk his vote. Yes. And they weren't allowed to see, like, they picked their tokens right then, but it, like, opens up, and they weren't allowed to open it up until they got back to camp. Yes. And Dwight gets back to camp, and he lost his vote. Yes. But he does tell everyone in his tribe exactly what happened. Did we get them telling the tribe that he lost his vote? Did he tell the tribe that? I think he did. Yes. Okay. Yes. He did go away to look at it in secret, but then came back and told everyone he lost I it. I think the show forced them to look at it in secret, but mm. then basically everybody that went to the summit is going to tell the truth 100% of their tribe. The The show gives them a chance to lie about it since the rest of the, the cast doesn't see what they did on this island. 
Um, right. But they're basically going to tell the truth. And because this is very similar to what happened in the last two seasons, and everybody on this season has seen the last two seasons, there's no real reason to believe that they're lying. Like, it's very, it's close enough to what actually happened. Right. And the reason you really don't lie about this is because probably in the next episode or at some point, like, they're going to do this game multiple times. So multiple people, like, no, nobody can do it twice, but they're going to send multiple individuals from each tribe to go meet, have this summit, and play a similar game. Yeah, so at the very least, that person will know you lied. Yeah. Once two people go from your tribe, they're going to be able to say, hey, you you didn't tell the truth about this. Now you could say, like, hey, it was different when I went. I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> in the last two seasons, it was pretty much the same thing for everybody. Yeah. So it would be hard to believe at that point. Definitely. Now, the, the lie you could tell is, like, if you did risk your vote, you could just be like, I didn't risk my vote. And then there'd be no way for them to prove that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only Except way you could for lie. If you did, like, whatever you get out of this little tab or um, token thing, you have to hide. Otherwise, they they will see the the paper that says, "Oh, you lost your vote." Or yeah, it's oh, the same thing as having a secret advantage yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I've been I I've been a pro risk your vote person up until yeah. recently. I think I've become a don't risk your vote person, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna get to when when we get through this entire show, I'm gonna explain my big Extract. big crazy <laughs> plan for a first a first vote with six people mm-hmm. and you very much need your vote for this plan to work. So if right. I, if I had any like idea that, okay, I, I can pull off this plan that I've planned for <laughs> like for years before I got on the show, uh, I would mm-hmm. not be risking my vote out here for, cause you, the thing yeah. is you don't even know what the advantage is. I think in the last season it they like told you like, Oh, you'll get an extra vote. Yes. Whereas this one, they were just like, some advantage now, it could have been incredible and it could have been nothing but we'll we'll get to that when we get yeah. to the person that won but yeah that's all i have for dwight yep that's about it who's next sir next is jesse who is a 30 year old political science phd which sounds like a degree and not a job so i don't know what he actually does but um i like this guy i do too i wrote down the first thing i wrote i like jesse that's literally <laughs> yes he has a good confessional that i liked which mirrors kind of like the mindset that i would have if i was out there at this stage in the game is it the one about um everybody when they they get back to camp they start like you know doing the the thing you do where you go talk with somebody and like try to become an alliance or whatever and he has like two different groups of people who are like going after him and being like yes alliance and he's just like I don't have any friends at home, and now I'm, like, getting invited to two different parties, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. low-key adorable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually thought he was, like, a little more confident than that, although he did say what, you're, what you said, yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 you're not, it's, this isn't, that wasn't Jesse, I don't think. I think that was Carla. That was totally Jesse. Uh, no. Well, Carla has something very similar. Oh, yeah, Carla does similarly not believe she's going to get anybody. Okay, we'll get to Carla later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Jesse is going to be part of this conversation uh, that Cody initiates. C- Cody pulls two people aside to talk about this whole we can't trust salesman thing. Like, we can't trust <laughs> Ju- Justine on the tribe because she's a salesperson. Yeah. And Jesse's going to be part of this conversation. And then I think shortly after that, he has a confessional where he's like, he's like, wow, it's great to be like being pulled in. Like you said, like he's he, he seems to be in the middle of the tribe, which is, of course, mm-hmm. like the best spot to be. 
but he's not very like he he's in his confessional he's saying like oh he's not committing to to anything like too early yeah he, and he's not he's not saying that to people he's telling everybody yeah i'm with you which is what you need to do but yeah. in his head in the confessionals that we're getting he's saying you know like i haven't actually picked which side i want to be on uh, mm-hmm. Which means, like, it it shows a level of like flexibility in his gameplay that I like. Like, he's not, yeah, he's not thinking like, oh, there's only one path to victory. There's like, I whatever happens later, I'll I'll decide later. Like, if you're not going to tribal council yet, why be all in on any, on any side? Which seems right. simple, but so many people don't do it. So, yeah, I like that Jesse was vocalizing that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He seems super reasonable, and yeah, like I said, low key adorable. But then later we're going to get Jesse's backstory. Yes. When they're talking about tattoos, because he talks about some tattoos that he had removed that he had gotten when he was like a teenager, basically because um, he had been in a gang as a kid. And then um, when he was in juvie, they did like a GED test and he did really well. And that helped him think like, Oh, well I could do something else with my life. And that's when he, you know, turned everything around and he, you know, got his big fancy political science phd and he seems real happy with his life now it's nice yeah i think pretty impressive story you know, yeah it's it sounds like he came a very long way yeah and he said he doesn't like necessarily like talking about it but felt it was important for like a representation point of view so that way like if there are any kids who are in situations like he was in like they could see like oh yeah life could change and it could get better and i think that's real nice yeah this is the approach like i, I don't think you should really be hiding anything out there mm-hmm. yeah i i am uh i wrote down i'm rooting for jesse i not like necessarily like okay he's my favorite or like i'm rooting for him to win the show or anything but in the early mm-hmm. stages of the game he's somebody i'm rooting for yeah sometimes and we'll get we'll get to another person later like sometimes when the show kind of sets you up like oh i'm i think i'm the middle person in the tr- in the tribe it's like setting you up for a downfall or like oh you thought you oh. were the swing vote but you're actually you're you're actually like at the bottom of like the tribe. Yeah, like, you're the most. Like you're basically being like hoodwinked, but the show is setting mm. it up. I didn't get the sense that that was the case here, though, because sometimes based on like the music that the show is playing along with your confessional, you can like get an idea of like what the show is trying to say to you. Um, this felt genuine. I think I think Jesse is in a good spot right now. Cool. All right. Next is Justine. Justine. She is 29 and a software salesperson. Oh, those salespeople. <laughs> I don't watch out for them. I don't trust this girl at all. <laughs> I don't have a lot of notes on her except that she gets close with Noel, And at one point, her tribe is struggling with fire because they're struggling with all the sort of shelter aspects. And she finally gets it going. Yes. She was very... Her story in the first episode was she was like the person that really like dug down deep and was like very determined to make fire and then she eventually succeeds after supposedly struggling for a long time there's usually Mm -hmm. at least one person that has this kind of story in the beginning i think this can be a good edit like in terms of like being able to make fire as somebody that like wasn't a good confident fire maker is like a and if they highlight that in the show like it can be good for your like it's an indicator that you might make it further in the game i would say interesting okay not, not not necessarily like, oh, you're going to win, but now she clearly like wasn't, maybe she practiced a little bit making fire before she got out there, but she clearly wasn't like, she hasn't mastered it. That's something I don't understand. If you're going on Survivor, yeah. you've got to practice making fire until it is like second nature. I don't understand these unprepared people. For people that haven't watched Survivor in a while, they made a rule change, I don't know, a handful of seasons ago, 
maybe like 10 seasons ago at this point. I don't know. They made a rule change at some point. So all the finals now, like back way back in the day, they used to do final twos. Now they do final threes. So the jury is picking amongst three people. Okay. And then they changed the rules again, where at the final four, they no longer do a vote out to see who makes it. The, they don't do a normal tribal council anymore. The person who wins the final four immunity challenge gets to choose two people to go head to head in a fire making challenge with the loser being the last person to be voted out of the tribe, voted out and close. So you should definitely be very good yes. at making fire. You are so incentivized now to practice making fire with Flint until you are like sure that you're the best one at it. Like, like no matter what, you're going to be the best. Now, of course, you know, if everybody's the best at it, obviously you can't be the best at it necessarily. Everybody can't be the best at it. But yeah, yeah. it is like, it is such a handicap to put yourself in to not at least be able to like quickly get a fire started and then hopefully like it burns the way better mm -hmm. than the other one person's burns. But getting a fire started like needs to be a skill that you can do with Flint. And in addition to that, I'm sure she's not thinking about this because she's not a great fire maker. If you can make fire with Flint, you probably don't want to ever make fire with Flint until you get to the final four. Like, the, like oh, you yeah, do you not hide that you're good at it. You do not want to advertise that this is a skill that you have, mm -hmm. because otherwise, because then people are going to be scared to let you get to the final four because they know, like, if they let you get there, there's no chance they can get rid of you because you're going to win the challenge. Mm -hmm. So, I think that I think like the meta of fire game, fire making, like. Maybe they just don't highlight in the show, but I feel like it's not really at the forefront as much as it should be. Because people are, like, many people, especially at this point, like, they're just like, I don't want to be the first person voted out. And I'm hungry. <laughs> like, like, mm. like the, the very basic thoughts. But if you go with the, into the game with mentality that I'm going to be really good at fire making and then I'm never going to do it until the final four, I feel like that's the ultimate strategy for how to be a fire maker. Well, they probably would have highlighted it if this was what was happening, but maybe everybody else in the tribe was like, yeah, I'm not going to do well at making the fire because I'm hiding it for later. And then she was the only person to actually give up and make fire. That's possible. Know. Yeah. But then you probably have somebody in a confessional being like, yeah, I'm good at that. I wasn't going to show anybody. So that's probably not what happened. I don't know if I've ever seen that confessional. I know, maybe it's something the show doesn't want to put in the show. I don't know. Or mm -hmm. I don't Yeah, You'd have to think somebody must have said that at some point, but I can't yeah. say I remember it. Interesting. We'll get to somebody else later who also is going to make fire. Now, the, the one the one reason that you might want to make fire is that if legitimately, like, nobody on your, on your tribe could possibly get the fire started. Then you're a useful person. They won't want to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, you're the only one. They literally might not vote you out of the game because they think they're going to, like, die if, you get, <laughs> if you're not on the tribe anymore. It's possible. Now, most people are, you know, especially with a shortened game, 26 days, like, they're, you're going out there with mentality that it's like it's going to suck and hopefully mm -hmm. you don't have to think about stuff like that in terms of like who you vote out you can just you can just vote people out for social strategic reasons and not have to worry about right. this like physical stuff but yeah that's the only case that where maybe it could work for you if people are just scared that they need you to live <laughs> like that <laughs> that's legitimate i guess all right next person it's nika neka I don't remember. Yeah, I I made a note of it when I rewatched it. Um, okay. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how she it. I um, think it's Nika. Yeah. Um, she's forty three. She's a pharmacist, and she grew up in Nigeria. And that 
is the end of my notes. I feel like they did not highlight her at all in this episode. Yeah, that's all I wrote too. I think she actually um she she was the third person in the conversation with Cody where they he was throwing mm-hmm. sales people under the bus. <laughs> okay. So he was part of that potential like three person alliance. She was part of that potential three person alliance with Cody, Jesse, and Nika. And then I think she had a confessional. Uh, we're going to get late. I think it's on the next two tribes. The next two tribes are going to have talks about a women's alliance. Mm-hmm. And we don't get the women's alliance talk on this tribe. Right. And I think Nika has actually, I think it's in a confessional with her saying like, oh, she feels like she actually works more with men and can get along with men easier. So Nika is like oh yeah, the one, potentially the one person or woman in the game who like, might have been against a women's alliance or wasn't even like willing to entertain it i'm not sure the the talk of a women's yeah. alliance is just something that comes up on every season of survivor mm-hmm. Makes sense. for reasons we can get into maybe later but uh <laughs> yeah but so far she's from nigeria and we i can we can say like this tribe does not this tribe does not go to tribal council which is why we might have less notes on them than other some other people yeah we'll find out more about her later i'm looking probably. forward to getting to know nika more but this episode, she did not get a lot. And the last person on the Red Tribe, Sarah. The last person is Noelle, who is a 25-year-old Paralympian because she actually lost her leg, like, above the knee in a moped accident when she was, I think, 19. Yeah. Um, But she is the U.S. record holder for the 100-meter in the Paralympics. That's pretty legit. Like, the 100-meter, 100-meter is, like, basically, now, I, I don't know what events they have in Paralympics versus the Olympics, but, like, the 100-meter is, like, okay, who's the fastest person in the world is, like, that's what you do. Yeah. So, now, this is the U.S. record, but, like, she's, what, like, the fastest paraplegic in, in the United States? Like, that's pretty intense, that's, if that's, that's the case. Seems pretty fast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it seems it's a crazy story to me as a person who you know does not have to face these issues it seems like it'd be real hard to get around on sand with uh you know her artificial leg but she seems fine like she knows what she's doing it did not come up at all as an hindrance and yeah she's just out here doing survivor yeah i think she did the swimming in the in the first challenge and she got through all the different obstacles in the Mm -hmm. immunity challenge when we get to it so it didn't seem to to be a problem they've had amputees on survivor before leg amputees I oh, yeah? think this is like the most intense amputee though that they've ever had. I don't know if they've had an above the knee on American okay. Survivor before. I, I I know people. I I remember people having like the attachment in like the foot area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know about above the knee. I think this is like the most intense amputee yeah. I've ever seen on the show. She actually like applied to the show before her accident, mm-hmm. and then years later she got on the show. Now I don't know if she got like really far in the interview in process application and, and then like without yeah. when she did when she had both her legs i don't know like how deep she made it into the process but because it's been it's been six years since her accident so right she could have like you know had kind of like a half half-assed application like i've done that when i was younger um mm. where i didn't really like sell myself very well and then yeah. later she made like when she was older she made a more legit mm-hmm. application and she has such an amazing story that you know as long as she has the yeah. personality to go with it, like she's like a shoe in for the show. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't have any like amazing uh, game notes on her either. I think a lot of the, uh, this red tribe got a lot, the least uh, game talk, I would say. Out yeah. Of all the tribes. And I feel like 
of all the people on the team, like Cody took up the most. Yeah, Cody room, really hogged the camera know? for <laughs> for this tribe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I we'll we'll get more information more information on these guys in future episodes, probably. Yeah. All right. So that's the Red Tribe. The Red Tribe did not have to do the second chance. Yes. Task after because they won the first challenge. So we're now yeah. now we're going to move to the Blue Tribe, and they did have to do the second chance challenge. Yes, and their name is Coco. Coco. Who's first on the blue first tribe? First is Cassidy, who is a 26-year-old designer. Designer. Yeah. Yes. Under every woman's name in this tribe, I wrote Women's Alliance. <laughs> Just like <laughs> they talked about a Women's Alliance. <laughs> they they did. They 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 got they got in the show for talking about it. Um mm -hmm. I think we could just spoil right now. Like, okay, this this tribe also does not go to tribal council. <laughs> so right. we're saving the team that goes to tribal council for the end. Mm -hmm. So again, we might get a little less from this tribe compared to the others. Right. But we do not get this. I think they talk about the Women's Alliance in the show in this tribe, but we don't get to see if it actually holds strong, right, for the vote because they don't actually go to tribal council. Um, she does say in a confessional or something that she's gonna be the kind of player who tries to stay behind the scenes, and I don't know, is yes. that a successful strategy? Now that is good. I, I wrote this down too. That that's a good strategy. I mean, you don't. Really, what it is is like you don't want to give people a reason to vote you out, so you don't want to be mm -hmm. like loud and obnoxious and potentially offend people or right, you know, basic like just be a polite person kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But she actually says in her confessional when she talked about this, she says she doesn't want to play a loud in your face game because women can't get away with that like men can, and that is the reason that she gives for why she's playing a behind the scenes game. I don't know if that's okay. the best reason to be doing it. Like, is she if she's saying like, "Oh, if I was a guy, I would be like, I'd play this game really different." Like, I, I don't think that's like necessarily the right mentality to have. Do you think it's inaccurate? I, I think there is like, it's it's not totally unfair. I think there is like, you know, if you look throughout the history of Survivor, there mm -hmm. is something about like, oh, if a woman tries to play aggressively, it becomes like more. Um, it like hurts people in a different way than like, oh, if a guy lies to them or like goes back on their word, it's like somehow different. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but does that still apply in season 43 of Survivor? I'm not sure. Like it, it could be a little like... bit of like, she's a super fan of the show and she's like using data. She's like putting too much emphasis on data that is like far in the past. It's, I think there is a little bit of that. I would say this is probably not solely based on Survivor data. It is true as a woman true. in the world where if you are aggressive in the way a man is aggressive in a certain situation, uh, he'll be considered boss material and you'll be considered like a bitch or something. So like that's yeah, that's still a thing in the world. So I think it's fair for even if maybe Survivor has evolved over time, like there are still these forces in the world that make shit shitty. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's like, is it too much to project all that onto these strangers you don't know and assume that that that's how they're going to be and potentially like diminish any potential gameplay that you might have done otherwise because of it i i don't know about that this is also coming off of last season which had a woman winner mm -hmm. who you could say you know maybe she played a little bit of a backseat game but then yeah i'd say she played a quiet in the game. end she was very upfront about what her strategy was. She argued very well what her strategy was, and she was not apologetic about 
voting anybody out of the game and she they voted for her to win the game now Mm -hmm. maybe that's what cassidy is going for here like she's she's saying okay i'm gonna lay low until i get to that point maybe she is trying to mimic the marianne strategy to some degree Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly valid i just i hope that she doesn't have like some big plans that she thinks are good strategies but she's not going to do them because she's a woman like uh, that's what i hope is the case um Hmm. yeah Yeah, hard to tell from this point though it's hard to tell but it's not a totally unfair thing um i I don't like people it's like we can get this for we can get to this with a couple other people later that are going to come up but like it's one thing to be aware of the uh disadvantages that you might have or whatever demographic you are coming into the game Mm -hmm. but it's another thing to like assume that this is 100% going to affect you and and like revolve your entire game strategy around it. I, I just I just don't want it to like I don't think people should like stifle their gameplay necessarily because they just assume that this this thing is going to happen. It, it's definitely important to be aware of, but uh-huh. Yeah. Now th- this is just one sentence that she said in all the time <laughs> of the confessionals she said. So she yeah. might have clarified this and said a lot of really smart things to go along this and we're just overanalyzing this one little bit well, she yeah, said that's what we're here for but yeah that's all you can do with they they have <laughs> they have a certain amount of time to show us and this is what made it in yeah yeah but i would say i agree that it's a bummer that anybody would feel they'd have to alter their strategy yeah. based on like the person they are but like i totally understand it because they're coming in from like the real world where they have to alter their things they do based on who they are and how people are going to treat them based on their demographics or whatever you know yeah. so it's it sucks but it makes sense yeah and um because the real terrible feeling, like, you go out and do this amazing experience, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, pl- say you play, a, like, a low-key, like, you're on your back foot kind of game, and then it doesn't work out and you get voted out, I feel like you're going to have so many regrets about, like, mm. oh, I had, I could have done all these other things, but I was just scared that if I did them, it would, it would like, work, it would, like, kill my game. But then you, like, yeah. lose anyway, and then it's like, now you just have nothing but regrets. Whereas if you do all these like not big plans or like you're not you know like you're just do what you think is good gameplay and mm-hmm. hopefully it will be rewarded in the end if if people yeah. think like you do and yeah now she did have a confessional talking about the fact that she is a woman and what that means during the game so it could be an indicator that she is a little more committed to this women's alliance than just oh yeah the fact that this is a confessional and not just a conversation else uh, right. that they're that we're seeing in the show. So she might be more committed to this window lines is potentially what we'll to see in future episodes. Okay. Who's next? Next is Gio, who is a 36 year old project manager. Yes. And uh, one of my notes here is only really gets highlighted when he's losing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because like in the first challenge, he was one of the, um runners to go bring back a box and he's like coming back with a box and just like it's too big for him but he can't he's just like pushing it in the sand and having a real tough time yeah he was like rolling Um, it while everybody else was going to carry it he feels bad about this i i don't think it's like it was a super big deal ultimately like the trick that cody figured out to like put the pole like around the flint is what Mm -hmm. won the challenge for every for whatever team so the fact that he was slower here wasn't why they lost the challenge but he does feel guilty about it and it does come up when they, yeah, they go back to their camp and they're doing their secondary chance challenge. And uh, I guess we have to explain the two different yeah, choices. Let's you explain have. the second chance challenge now that we got to somebody who did it. 
they get so what they have is they roll up they roll up to their beach for the first time and then they have to go immediately to this station which has this the rules for this challenge on it and they have two choices the two choices are savvy or sweat this is kind of like um amazing race style like a like if you're familiar with that it's kind of like a roadblock almost or uh mm, okay. i forget roadblock or detour i think it's detour where you have to, like <laughs> you have, like two options and you have to choose one and you only have to complete one of them and so it's just like that mm-hmm. si- side note for people the amazing race is also starting another se- is starting another season that comes right on tv right after survivor oh. um i don't know if it's how recently they've been doing that but for this cycle they got them synced up so they're on this at the same time not as a not as deep of a strategy show, but I think it's still a really fun show just to watch and have a good time. So I, I enjoy yeah. the Amazing Race. Okay. So the two choices here are savvy or sweat. Do you want to explain both, or do you just want to explain which which one the Blue Tribe did, and then we'll explain? Uh, we'll just explain. We'll both explain of them. both. Okay. We're gonna have to re-explain it later, but it's fine. Well, we'll just come back to it. Okay. Um, basically, you can solve a brain teaser, but you only have one chance to answer. Um, and if you get it wrong, then you don't get your stuff. Or you can have two people dig up, try to dig up your supplies because they're buried nearby. And I think they have a roped off square that's, yeah. I don't know, how big would you say that is? It's a decent, um, it's decently decent. large, but not 20 like. 20 by 20, 30 by 30, I don't yeah. know, something like that. It looks like it's a lot. Just, it's just a bunch of sand. And I think they have little like hollowed out bamboo pseudo shovels. They give them like a little bit of a tool, use. yeah. Yeah, it's not super great, but it's something. And so at this point, the blue team uh, is just trying to decide between these things. And the people who dig up the supplies, you can only have two people do it, and they are separated from the rest of the team, and they have four hours to dig up this this uh, these supplies. So, yeah, so Savvy is the brain teaser, and Sweat yes. is the digging. But the yes. brain teaser is allowed, the entire tribe is allowed to work on the brain teaser, but only two people are allowed to dig in the area, which is, like, if you had six people, it would be easy, but yeah, only two yeah. people makes it seem like it would be hard, yeah. hmm And so Geo feels so bad about having messed up in um, the previous uh, challenge that he's like, well, if we do the dig one, like, I'll do the dig one. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll do it. I think there was one other person in the tribe that said they wanted to do the dig, and then Geo felt bad about the challenge so he agreed to do it too so yeah. if you can get two people to do the dig let you can let people two people do the dig but a lot of people aren't going to want to do the dig because it uh, it like isolates you away from the tribe for the very beginning well of the that game. and yeah it, it isolates you and it's like physically and exhausted. it's hard yeah yeah <laughs> you have enough energy in the beginning of the game to well <laughs> to, yeah you won't but... you're not totally Asked, but yeah you want to but still like they need to get these supplies and then build a shelter after this like it's a whole bummer yeah but that's what the blue team does <laughs> yeah and as soon as they read the rules they have to immediately flip over an hourglass and the hourglass that is four starts hours the four hours so yeah. yeah yeah so they're debating whether which which detour to do is like part of the time trial for the challenge yeah, because similarly, you get those four hours to solve the brain teaser if you need it as well, but in theory. Yeah, it's the same amount of time for both challenges. Um, yeah. Now, I, it does seem like this is a lot of time. Uh, like, what's going to happen is, again, just like in 41 and 42, both tribes are going to succeed in getting their supplies. Yes. Now, the brain teaser is like, to think about the brain teaser, maybe I'll, I'll wait. Later. No, I, whatever. I'll tell you. <laughs> the thing about the brain teaser for four hours is Seems like excessive. if you've spent like 
maybe you're gonna have a eureka moment but at some point i feel like you're just gonna be like i don't get this i don't know what to do mm -hmm. but this the sweat one like four hours does seem like a lot of time like you unless they buried the supplies like so deep in there that you have to go like crazy far down like it, you should be able to do it in four hours it's just whether or not like two people are willing to do it yeah it's basically the sweat one seems more guaranteed yeah you know it's just a lot more work and people aren't going to want to do it which one would you want to do sarah i mean what's what's the ideal uh, outcome for you like you know you don't necessarily have to be the digger but do you want your tribe two people to volunteer and to dig well that just seems like two people are going to be real tired for no good reason and i like to solve puzzles that's partially what like, I'm thinking, too. Yeah, like, I kind of yeah, just want to like, do the puzzle. <laughs> I just want to do a puzzle. Yeah. I think if you really care about, like, oh, we need these supplies, like, uh, like you're, you're that kind of person, I feel like if you can get two people that aren't you to agree to do the dig, um, mm -hmm. then that's probably the best scenario. Unless they're, like, also the people who are going to be good at building your shelter, and then they're too tired to build your shelter, you know? Like, that's I don't think you can really get started in the shelter unless you get the machete. Well, exactly, like, but like, oh, you think they're just gonna they, be too they dig tired. everything up? They're just gonna be real. <laughs> oh, tired. you're so nice, Sarah. Then... You're like, you're like worried about the two people that had to use their energy. <laughs> like, that is not what I'm thinking. I'm worried. I'm just no, like... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm worried about using their energy optimally. Yeah, <laughs> I want them to use it so I don't get wet when it rains and I don't have to sleep on the ground. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're way nicer with how you're thinking about this. <laughs> if that's what you want to, I would it. just go up here. I would say, be like. You just say, hey, I, I want us to do the puzzle, and then hopefully two people volunteer to do the dig, and then you can just be like, okay, if you guys want to do it, that's fine. I'll, I feel like here I wouldn't I would not say anything. I'd just let other people decide because I don't want to be the reason we did the puzzle and then fuck up the puzzle. You know, like, I don't I don't want to take any responsibility at this point. You should at least say, like, uh, I'm thinking, uh, like, you can be, like, hesitant if you don't want to be, mm. like, you know, the decider of the group, but I would at least give an opinion, like, you don't want to act like you're not interested or something like something like that but i think we're on the same page it'd be fun to do the puzzle <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I okay. like doing puzzles. but we're not going to talk about the puzzle yet sarah because okay. the blue tribe chose sweat and they're going to dig <laughs> yes and it was geo and ryan who we haven't we'll get to talked ryan. about yet. ryan i think ryan's the big star when it comes to this digging yeah so we can get back into it then yeah we'll get back into it then but uh, geo does agree to dig because he feels bad about his performance yeah. of the challenge which is admirable he's trying to trying to make up for mm -hmm. something that he thinks was bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'd say the other big thing i have in my notes about geo is that he was vibing with fellow uh, tribe member carla because they are both married gay latinos and yes. you know, you know me. I I love a queer character. Well, they're not characters in this case. Queer people to root for. So yeah. I'm all about Geo and Carla. Yeah, they had a very uh, nice moment on the show where they got to talk about their um, experiences as uh, gay people. Mm -hmm. And um, Geo, I would say, out of the we get like both of their backstories they tell to each other. I would say Geo is the worst of the two backstories with his struggles with it because. They're 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 both going to be married, uh, but Gio's mm -hmm. husband's family, at least his husband family, is very accepting. He said, but yes. like his family is like the problem uh, of the situation. Like his, he doesn't even think that he can ever introduce his husband to his family. Like that's how bad that they would yeah, react. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. So that that was very sad, but it was good to see um, Gio and Carla get to talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. 
Survivor likes to put these kind of like important, um, I don't know if like it's like a hot button issue, but like in, a, in I would say important topics too. This is this is why you have diversity on the show. Like this is yeah. It, Survivor is trying to at least do a little bit of good by putting this yeah. into the mainstream media. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. Good job, yes. Survivor. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's all we get from Geo. Yep. I think at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Not not going to go to tribal. No big. Uh, alliance talk other than uh, it seemed like he would would be good with carla yeah yeah definitely who's next well next we have james from philly i didn't know you were in this season (laughs) james (laughs) yeah this is great um this is great i I, at some point in my life like uh so sarah and i live you know near philly right yeah (laughs) we'll say that um i used to live closer to philly than i do now and you know i was a sports fan like i never i i i I'm not close enough with the city and like that I really should say like, Oh, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm like, not that kind of person, but there's like back in the day when, you know, like the, one of the most infamous survivors on of all time is like Boston Rob. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You even you're familiar Mm -hmm. with Boston Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was like such a cool name to have when you like back in the day. (laughs) So when I was a kid, I was like, Oh, when I'm on survivor, I'm going to be Philly James. (laughs) (laughs) But like now, now I don't care about that at all. But, it's cool to see like okay now there is now nobody's calling him philly james yet but he is <laughs> philly james you know yeah yeah well this james from philly is a 37 year old event planner i love philly james's energy here oh yeah <laughs> he's yeah, uh very likable i didn't i didn't get any you know like miraculous like confessionals in terms of gameplay or whatnot but um he he, he gave me the vibe of similar to like jesse where he's open He's open mm-hmm. to whatever alliance is going to work once they have to go to tribal, and uh, he's saying yes to whoever asks him. You know, yeah. He's actually going to get approached by one of the member, one of the women, after they discuss being in an, a women's alliance, and they yes. want James to be the fourth. So he, they yes. want to pull in James as the one guy to vote with the women's alliance to, like, if they have to go mm-hmm. to tribal, they'll vote out one of the guys using James. Like that's he's. He's yeah, the one yeah. that they think they can use. And that that's a good sign. Now he we'll see if he's is gonna snuff out that potentially this women's lines is legit and if he goes along with it, he might be on the wrong side of the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, when it is one of these like physical characteristic alliances and you're the extra person who's the honorary whatever, like you gotta assume you're the first to go out when you're down to four or whatever, right? So like Yeah. That's not the alliance to go with, probably, I guess. But I feel like James gives me a vibe that, like, you know, he's probably good with everybody. And, mm-hmm. like, he, the person that asks him to be part of the women's alliance might not realize that he's actually tighter with the other women than she is with the women. Or, like, something like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, just because you vote against your gender doesn't mean that the other gender is going to steamroll you if you ever go back to Triumph Council again. It's not really, yeah. it's usually not how it works out. Okay. Um, but I actually have a couple things that Billy James said on the mat. Yeah, the I was going to say he has game. a great mat moment. <laughs> yes. Because he gets called on by Jeff when Jeff's randomly calling on people at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that when Earl won, I don't know who Earl is, but there was a brief shot of yeah. a man who I assume was Earl winning, I guess. Um, yep, but he said that seeing someone that looks like him who was winning meant a lot because philly james is a black man and i was earl the first black person to win he was the first black man to win okay so earl actually 
he played in the original Survivor Fiji. Now okay. every season's on Fiji at Fiji now, but the, mm-hmm. the season was actually called Survivor Fiji that he played on. And I'm thinking uh, I'm pretty good with season numbers. I want to say season fourteen okay. is Earl's season. Pretty so early, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, that season, um, Earl was actually able to. Earl and two other black people made it to the final three together, which was impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Earl right. actually won with a unanimous vote, and he may have played a perfect game. Wow. Meaning he never received votes at tribal council. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I I'm I'm confident he won unanimously, but I'm not sure. He might have gotten a perfect game, I forget. Um mm-hmm. but I thought this was a good moment, you know. Yeah. There's some if we want to talk like pure strategy, you know, like is it is it good to advertise that you're thinking along like gender or race or anything like this? But I think this is just like, you know, this is what he said to Jeff when he got on the show. It's a moment that he wants to be on the show. And Jeff is giving yeah. him that opportunity to talk about it, and I liked it. It was good. It felt good. Yeah, it shows why representation is like important. Yeah. Yeah. Earl never played Survivor again. I think he was potentially was going to be on the season forty winners at war season when they brought back all the winners, but I think oh, he okay. had a situ a family situation that unfortunately happened. Mm. If if I'm remembering correctly, is something I heard. But uh, he did. He wasn't able to come back for the all winter season. Oh. But since then, he is in an episode of Snake in the Grass. Oh. Okay. So I still need to watch more Snake in the Grass. But he's in. <laughs> he's in a, an episode with at least two other Survivor people. Oh, nice. Uh, and it might be four Survivor people, but I I, I forget. Oh well, that's the episode I want to watch. It might be the episode all Survivor yeah. people. <laughs> I think that episode, and then there's an episode with like Survivor women. That's like all women. He's on. I think his episode is all guys, and then there's like an all women episode of Snake in the Grass. I think those are the two that I really want to get to. But I'll let you know when I watch them if you should watch Earl's yes. Snake in the Grass episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for Jesse more because I was impressed by his like confessional and his backstory and all this. But I really mm-hmm. just love Billy James's vibe, and maybe I'm yeah, biased yeah, because definitely. of his name and location. But <laughs> I just love. His yeah, vibe. I'll say like <laughs> his location is is definitely giving him an advantage in my book. Oh, it is okay. You know? I, I'm not a I much. Can't help it. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm actually not much of a like like a root for people that live near me kind of person. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I did, I, yeah, I generally just liked liked his vibe on the yeah. show. And he's gonna tell us that he actually uh is like a chess player. Oh yeah, like and he did really well. He mentioned some sort of competition that he I forget what it was called, but it seemed like he was doing pretty well. Like the way he worded it, it wasn't like, okay, like I don't think he's like a master chess player. Definitely not a grandmaster, right. but I don't even know if he's like a master. But like he had a period of his life where he was winning whatever his division was mm-hmm. and maybe whatever his like rating was, he was winning tournaments. Right. And he's gonna make a chess analogy, Sarah. Mm-hmm. The classic this is a classic survivor confessional. <laughs> like trying to to, to talk about like sur- well first of all you just say like oh survivor is like blank 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 and then but uh, so many people say survivor is a lot like chess and then they come up with mm. something to say did you write down <laughs> james's <laughs> uh chess um, analogy something about he doesn't have to be the king he'll look like a pawn or something like that yeah i, yeah. Exactly I want i think it was i want to be the king but i'm going to look like the pawn there you go and um as far as chess analogies goes for survivor that's pretty good <laughs> it's, 
he didn't really say like oh survivor is like chess he just like used chess to describe Mm -hmm. what his uh, strategy is going to be which is pretty not much it's pretty much similar to like what um cassidy said where she's gonna it's basically like the lie low strategy yeah you know you're the king but you're gonna make everybody mm-hmm. think you're a pawn yeah because <laughs> then they they have no reason to target you so i liked it billy james i like i like what you're putting yeah. down so far he did amuse me at one point i think it's when they were discussing if they were gonna do the puzzle or the digging the stuff up like in his confessional he's just like i didn't come out here to be a strong oh person. yeah i don't want to dig this up and i was like I can relate. Yes. Yeah. He really did not want to do the dig, but once two other people volunteered, he did not protest. <laughs> he said, okay, as long as I'm not doing the dig, I'm good. Yep. So again, that's exactly what I would do. It's perfectly played so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's next? Next is Carla, who is a 28-year-old educational project manager. Yes. Women's they Alliance. Show- yeah they show a bit of her like when they're all coming in on boats they like cut away to different people and like show pictures from their lives and do their little i don't know what whenever they say like oh yeah i'm gonna be the best or whatever but one of her pictures was a picture of her and her wife and immediately i was just like yes okay give me those queer people (laughs) so this is the woman that uh bonded with geo over their their queerness Mm -hmm. i think she specifically says she was her wife's first girlfriend mm-hmm. and she gave kind of the opposite vibe where like her family seems to be cool but maybe her girlfriend's family yeah, yeah. or her, her wife's, her wife's family, family is, um were, were struggled less with it it didn't seem like yeah. it was as bad as geo yeah like they might be coming around and it just might have been difficult to get to a better place but but yeah still sub-optimal. it sucks either way but um yeah didn't seem to be as dramatic of a story yeah. as geo's um carla what do i have i have she, she's talking to somebody and she like i'll say this about carla like she doesn't look like she's like the most physically fit person out there is that fair to say mm-hmm. sarah okay yeah, yeah yeah um and she makes this classic mistake i think now this wasn't a confessional so maybe she's just talking trying to say the right thing to the right person but she does mention at some point like oh i think we should keep the tribe strong oh um, yeah. and this is a go-to move, like very basic strategy, like win immunity challenges so that you don't have to go to tribal council and then you can't get voted out. Mm-hmm. But if you think you might be labeled as somebody who is not good in challenges, I don't think yeah, you, you want to be presenting that. that yeah. You don't <laughs> want to bring that up. Now she did. I think she said this to somebody that she thought maybe would say that. So maybe she was trying to like say what they want to hear, but then later similarly to how jesse was on the red tribe she mm-hmm. is going to feel as though she has this women's alliance but she's also like talking to the guys and getting along with the guys and talking about keeping the tribe strong and stuff like that and so she actually feels in the moment like she might be in the middle of the tribe yeah and she says she didn't think anybody was gonna want to work with her but suddenly everybody does and i don't like i wrote a note here where i'm like aren't like I don't know why people don't expect this. Like, I thought the thing was you are just basically an alliance slut. And you go around and you're going like, we're going to work together, right? We're going to work together, right? Like, I thought yeah. that's the beginning of the game. Exactly. You just say that to everyone. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it it could have been through the music of this or something about the vibe of it. It it felt like this, compared to Jesse's version of this mm-hmm. being in the middle, this felt like potentially like 
a setup for maybe next episode or whatever the first tribe that goes this uh first time blue tribe goes to tribal council i don't know i got a bad bad vibe from this edit because it it was a little bit confusing where she said things like oh i feel like i'm in the middle which but then she says but i didn't expect to be in the middle like i thought people would want to vote me out first so i'm Mm. a little confused as to why i feel like i'm in the middle now like even she isn't really like comfortable with how she's feeling about her she seems to be very confused and doesn't really know which way Mm. to go and i don't know if that's going to trip her up or if it's just going to be straight like at some like literally the tribe might just decide that she's the worst in challenges and that might be the reason she goes home and people are just saying yes to her and she's kind of falling for it bummer i like her yeah <laughs> i like carla too i hope she's makes it further but um yeah I, I got a bad vibe but um carla she went on the boat is going to be the blue representative yeah. to go to the summit but she's going to be the person that decides not to risk her vote see she's super smart yeah <laughs> if you're carla though sarah yeah assuming carla doesn't have a master plan like i do <laughs> with the, <laughs> okay with the vote. so you're saying she should have carla if you're vote. if you're somebody especially it's like she said this she said i thought i would come into the game and i would be the first one voted out like she acknowledged mm. this that like she's a typical person that might get voted out first i think you know you just gotta take take the risk here mm. um like okay. if you think you're at a disadvantage from the start now, maybe she got good enough vibes. Maybe she would have risked it if she didn't get these vibes before going yeah. to the summit. But I think you have to take the risk here if you're Carla. I, I, I like this. The, the reward ends up being a, an immunity idol that yes. can be used for the first two tribals councils that you go to. It can be used once. Is it that you go to or it's that the you first go to? Two? It should, I think it's that you go to. Oh, interesting. So she can, if she has any, if she got this and had any doubts about where she stood in the tribe, which she seems to have, like she could just play it at the first tribal to guarantee herself survival. And then she will find out for sure if the tribe was planning to vote her out or if she was actually good. And then she can just apologize later and say like, hey, I got a, I just wasn't 100% sure. So I played it and Mm -hmm. I see that you guys are working with me now and I fully trust you now. Like she can. She can talk her way out of okay. it later. Yeah. Um, now, she didn't know it was going to be an idol. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since last season, it was just an extra vote. It was just an extra vote, right? Yeah. And an extra vote, if she's going to get steamrolled, like if she gets five to her. one yeah. or even four to two, an extra vote's not going to save her. Yeah. Um, now, there, there's a chance that if she's really women strong, like maybe, maybe she could be thinking, oh, there's a chance it's men versus women and an extra vote could make the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think if I was this person that knows like they need a lot of things to go right yeah. in order to in order to make it past the early stages of the game, I think I would just be taking risks, like doing risky decisions like this. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it turns out. I got bad vibes okay. about Carla um, in terms of her longevity in the game, but I'm not rooting for it. I'm, <laughs> I hope she survives. <laughs> yeah, I hope she sticks around. Yeah. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay is next, yes. She's a 42-year-old pediatric nurse. She says she's Survivor's biggest fan. And that oh, she she's loved that, Survivor. Yeah. She's loved Survivor longer than she's known her husband, her kids, or her nursing career. She didn't say she loved Survivor more than those things, but it sounded longer, like yeah. close enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, 
everybody thinks they're like the biggest survivor fan and even if of you're course. not like you're gonna say you are when you're on mm-hmm. the show so i never like take these things super seriously but that's like i don't have a lot to go on for her yeah they did like <laughs> give pictures of her like in working in the hospital and like she has a survivor buff on and like mm-hmm. stuff like that like stuff that is a little like okay you have a survivor buff like you went out of your way like you know little things that maybe prove that she right. could be a super fan but yeah, I didn't make much. I don't. I didn't take it as like, oh, she's actually like the <laughs> biggest fan on the show or anything like that. Even though it, yeah, the yeah, show yeah. kind of made it seem it that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, a bigger fan than uh, Cody, I think, though. <laughs> Cody bottom of the you list. Just, oh man, you, you are not a fan of Cody. <laughs> binge it. Yeah, yeah, binge Survivor. You're ready. No, get out of here. Um. But Lindsay, oh, man, if he wins, oh yeah, I'll be bitter. I mean, I, I mean, I'll if if he does some good stuff later. I mean, I'll admit it. I'll turn my time. Yeah. I'll change my mind. But uh, nothing in this first episode gave me indica- any indicator <laughs> that he's going to be making some impressive things happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So Lindsay, I would say she was the main catalyst in talking about making the a women's alliance. alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has a confessional where she says like. Something along the lines of like I've always wanted to have a an all women's alliance like mm. like this is something she's wanted and this is a confessional I believe so she is the one yeah. that's most gun ho about this mm-hmm. um, yeah definitely and she's the one I think that brings up oh it'll be us women and we'll pull in Philly James to be the fourth and she's yeah. the one that approaches Philly James and we get their conversation and the. Mm-hmm. Philly James seemed cool with it, you know. He he was pretty mm-hmm. chillax yeah. about the whole thing. <laughs> so, um, Got a real laid back vibe. Yeah. yeah. What 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 are your opinions on? I'm I'm curious what your opinions are on this women's alliance. Now you, you haven't watched. I I've just it, I've seen this women's alliance so many times. It's talked uh-huh. about like every season, so it's almost like yeah. cliche at this point. Mm-hmm. But having only watched the two, like the most recent season, what what are your opinions on? the women's alliance as a strategy um like i feel like it never works with what i've seen so far like Boy, it falls season, apart so yeah. quickly yeah um well one season and one episode but we'll get to that um but i mean like in theory sure it makes sense like i not knowing much of about survivor it, it feels intuitive to be like the guys probably vote off girls subconsciously earlier, you know, like it feels like, I don't know the math on that, but that feels probably like that might happen. So having a, a women's alliance to sort of work around that makes sense to me. Yeah. But again, what I've seen, it doesn't last. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I, I think on paper, it's actually a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, okay. If you're looking at the entire history of survivor, like, there is a tendency to vote out women first. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that necessarily applies to more recent Survivor. Okay. So I, I don't think people should, like, be looking at old data when they make the decision to do this. Okay. But especially in the early stages of the game, it is valuable to get the people that, like, think like you and might have a bias towards you, like like a mm-hmm. women, a women's kind of camaraderie. Yeah. type of thing and it's you're incentivized to get those people at least to the jury right because mm-hmm. then they'll be there to potentially vote for you and might use their biases to vote for you to win the game if you can make it to the end yeah makes sense it seems great but the problem is you have to have three women even in this small tribe scenario you have to have three women 
that are really committed to this. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one of them to flake on it. And then it's and, gone, yeah. And then it's gone. Which is, like, true of any alliance, even yes. if it's based on nothing. Like, and the beginning is just make a bunch of fake alliances yeah. and see what shakes out and lasts. But I, I think what tends to happen is the woman who is, like, the most gun-ho about doing this is the person who, event, who like, will be the... The downfall. The downfall. Like, no, 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 not, they're not going to betray it, but they're going to be, oh. like, the once it once the alliance crumbles, like, they'll be the first target kind of thing. Oh, okay. So we're going to see an example of this and what happens in the Yellow Tribe when they go to Tribal Council. Mm-hmm. But I, I think when... If I was a woman going on the show, would I say yes to a women's alliance? Absolutely. But I think the right mentality to have with it is like, again, like you're still being flexible. You're agreeing Mm -hmm. to alliance because it was proposed to you. And ultimately, like this alliance really, for most women, I think, when they agree to it, is actually like a backup plan. It's not the main plan. And the person that thinks it's the main plan is the one who's is the usually one that's going to get burned first. Okay, because we're going to see in the next in the next tribe a similar agreement. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if one or two of the women are more traditional survivor mindset people who are just say, you know what, I don't want to go back to tribal council, they are going to be incentivized to keep guys around that they see as stronger. Mm-hmm. So. That is what often happens, and if that happens, I think Lindsay will be the odd person out, mm. similar to what we're going to see on the Yellow Tribe. So I, I think it's like, okay, is this a good thing to do and have as, a, as an option in the game? Yes. But you can't be thinking, like, when you go into the game, because I'm a woman and, they, and these people are women, all I have to do is bring up in a women's lines and they're going to be all in. Like, you can't, yeah, you yeah. can't have that mindset going into the game to understand it's everybody else's back yeah it's like it's a plan that they want to work but ultimately like they're gonna everybody's gonna do what they want what they think is best for their game and a lot Mm -hmm. of the times that might be voting out a woman because there seem to be like not as strong in challenges so yeah yeah bummer but i i I already (laughs) said that you know i feel like i have a bad vibe coming from carla in terms of her longevity in the game Mm -hmm. so between her and Lindsay, I don't know. That this ladies' alliance is going to keep up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. <laughs> it's always like it's always like an interesting like social experiment that you get to see play out. Mm-hmm. But it, it happens like almost every season. So <laughs> It has succeeded in the past, but it is okay. it fails more often than not. Like any alliance in the game, honestly. <laughs> Most enough. alliances will fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only one person can win. Only one alliance can like really steamroll to the end or get to the end together Mm -hmm. but yeah one more person on the blue tribe yes this is ryan he is 25 and a warehouse associate and a personal trainer uh we learn about him yeah well (laughs) we learn i didn't write that down but that's that's a lot of things there are more things about him he was born three months early with mild cerebral palsy and he could not walk um the doctor said he would never walk Yes, they said he would never walk. But then his mom was like, nope, physical therapy forever. And then eventually he could walk. And now he's like super buff. So it took four years <laughs> of physical therapy, I think he said. Yeah. And he, he uses the term mild cerebral palsy. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not totally familiar with 
uh, with it, but it sounds like, you know, he didn't get the worst of it, which is why he was, yeah. physical therapy was a, an option for him, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, still a lot But still, the doctor said he would never walk, so. Overcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, in addition, I don't know if it's a separate thing or if it's related to cerebral palsy, but he also has, like, he describes it as, like, a, a stutter in his brain, where yeah. he's, like, he's kind of, like, his brain is a little delayed, and it's, like, uh, sensory, of, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, um, so it, similarly to like how he had to, how he had to learn how to walk, like he, throughout his whole life, it's like, he's had to learn how to like rewire his brain compared to everybody else's to like compensate mm-hmm. for this delay that his brain has. Yeah. And he said that it, it has, because of that, he's like pretty good at observing people because he has to like observe them to sort of anticipate what they're going to do or say. And so like he, forms it as like an advantage that he kind of has here on that front now yeah it came from a disadvantage yeah super interesting um i'm glad he's out here on the show Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm really curious to see well like if what he says i i believe like a lot of people like kind of come up with like oh this is why i'm gonna be good at survivor but this is actually like kind of an interesting one to me where Mm -hmm. he might have have actually like a different kind of set of skills that most people wouldn't have because he's had to overcome different challenges in his yeah, learning yeah. ability and stuff like that so i i'm super interested to see what how ryan does on the show yeah i'd say so far he does pretty okay because he is the other one who digs up for the tools with geo and he immediately comes up with a strategy that seems to work yeah i i thought about this like i, I when he first said it i was like okay I, I don't know if it's like the best strategy but it's a strategy um the mm-hmm. strategy he comes up with is just basically like to take the square and then just go have him, him and um, Geo. the other guy, Geo, like start at a corner and then like go diagonally to make like a giant X. And mm-hmm. he thinks like, oh, this will cover the most ground. I don't know if that's necessarily true. <laughs> but it works out. They find, they they dig up the tools and it only takes them like 30 minutes. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think ultimately like either they were just good at digging quick at <laughs> digging they got lucky it didn't seem like geo was all that great at it so i think ryan was probably good at it um yeah. not that they got lucky i just think like okay this if you were at any good at digging at all like this finding the supplies in the sand thing just wasn't as hard as it looked mm. but he found it in 30 minutes yeah. so who do i know what do i know <laughs> yeah good job he did <laughs> he had one task on this this episode and he nailed it so i gotta mm-hmm. give him credit but yeah i'm excited to see what ryan Ryan does going forward. Yeah, definitely. And that is the Blue Tribe. Nice. Interesting dynamics on the Blue Tribe. Um, yeah. We kind of got like the cliche women's alliance, but I, I'm I'm interested to see uh, where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't show like yeah. super, I don't think there was like a super big camaraderie that they showed between the three guys in this tribe. Yeah. So who, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe the women's alliance is actually like, the strongest alliance in this tribe and it could it could help them that maybe geo is seen as another like weak challenge person and oh, maybe yeah. like they you know like maybe carla is as good as geo is in the challenges mm-hmm. and ultimately they decide like oh i i'd rather play the game with carla i have a better mm-hmm. relationship with carla so maybe geo maybe the women's alliance does win out and geo is is the target I don't know. I think this is my team where I like the most people. So I'm going to okay. hope that they just keep winning things and don't have to send people away. That's true. Yeah. My favorite tribe was the yellow tribe. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and they had to vote somebody out in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow team is also known as the Baca tribe. 
Yes, Baca. Best name to it. Baca. Coco's a little silly. And yeah, Bessie yeah, is yeah. like, I don't really know if I'm saying it right. But Baca, <laughs> I got Baca. That's that's easy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. First up is Ellie. She's a 31-year-old clinical psychologist. Yeah, I'm looking and, up um, Ellie's picture right now because I'm forgetting. <laughs> oh, Ellie. I okay. added pictures okay. to my notes. <laughs> Ellie Ellie becomes, uh, she she's going to be more in play once they get to, once they have to go to tribal, right? She's yes. like one of the bigger catalysts in the episode mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. Oh, she has some fun stuff, actually. Oh, I'm reading my notes well, now. Okay, cool. Maybe not fun. But... Oh, okay. Sorry. Some of it's One fun. terrible thing and one fun thing. Sorry. I read the, I read the fun thing first. <laughs> okay, what's the fun thing? Well, I think well let's, let's talk about this bad thing first because it kind of relates okay. to the fun thing. Um. Okay. But yeah, she's gonna be part of the women's lines talk, of course. And of course, of course, of course. And uh, unfortunately, she had a sister that died in 2020. Now, I thought this was gonna be a COVID death. Oh yeah, so did I. Um, but it actually is a uh, drug overdose. An overdose yeah. situation, yeah. Um, very sad. Mm-hmm. She had she gets they showed the conversation. I think she was talking with the other girls on the tribe, and the one girl was yes. like, "Oh, I have, I have a, I have a sister who's like forty two years old, and I'm one of the thirty eight, and then like like she mm-hmm. had like you know like seven sisters, a bunch and they of were sisters, like yeah, twenty years apart, like crazy amount of siblings, and then yeah. and then Ellie was just like, oh yeah, I had a sister too, and but they died yeah. like it was like oh she was yeah. like it was like a very drastic change in the conversation not in like a mm-hmm. weird way but um yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's one of those things that comes up and it was sad um she said actually the last conversation she had with her sister was about survivor so there's a connection there i would say that's something. a good conversation to have yeah i mean <laughs> you could have way worse <laughs> conversations as your last conversation yeah yeah that's true <laughs> But yeah, they did have a really sweet moment where, like, she tells the other women um, about this, and then one by one, they're like, "Oh, can I want to hug you? Can I hug you?" And then they're all hugging, and they're like, "Okay," they're like really vibing, yeah. and you're like, "Okay, I can see how a girls' alliance might work here." Yeah, it's you know, it's I I wouldn't say it's an indicator of like actual gameplay, um, mm-hmm. but hey, maybe I'm but wrong. they're at least <laughs> like gonna tell each other that they're bonding, you know, yeah. like there's there's something there. Yeah. But I mean, like, if I was there in this conversation, I would behave the exact same way that all of these mm-hmm. they're behaving. So, um, but now I thought I thought this was cool. After I think they did these, they they talked about the death first, and then they talked about this. And this is cool. This is a cool like homage to your sister, mm-hmm. right? So okay. there's another there's another member of this tribe. There's an older guy on this tribe that we'll get to yes. later. Um, mm-hmm. But that the older guy is like really into like heavy metal music. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And Ellie finds out that he's into heavy metal music. And then she actually knows a little bit about heavy metal music because her sister was really into heavy metal music. Yes. <laughs> so she like goes to the got the older guy and talks to him about heavy metal music. And like the older guy is like, Oh, that's so cool that you are into <laughs> you're a metalhead just like me. <laughs> I thought this and was she's awesome. just like pulling at names of of bands she yeah. sort of has heard of yeah. but doesn't really listen to. He, he seemed to be eating it up though. It was awesome. I I thought yeah. this was great. And like the thing that led into that scene was like a confessional with him where he's like, "Yeah, and I'm trying to bond with these younger kids." And like, yeah, it was just like exactly what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I really like that. And I actually think like you know 
some people that get on the show like they're super interesting people of course and they have amazing stories mm-hmm. but also you know it's gonna be a long 26 39 days whatever it is you're gonna mm-hmm. have to talk with people and exchange stories mm-hmm. just steal other people's stories sarah like <laughs> if you would have a friend or a relative that mm-hmm. told you a good story once as long as it's not yeah. something like you have to be like you're gonna have follow-up questions on just be like yeah <laughs> this is my story <laughs> i'm I a mean, big heavy metal fan be... i've listened to all these bands that i know the name of and everything about of course <laughs> like like use it use whatever you have to your advantage to connect with people but couldn't you still just be like oh yes my sister was into heavy metal like or whatever story like one time my friend told me this story like you don't have to claim it as your own necessarily oh but it's not nearly as like if if i'm just like Oh, you're into heavy metal. My sister is into heavy metal. And it'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like, like how do you? <laughs> I don't know. They, I think what she yeah. did was way better. You know, mm-hmm. just take it as your own. I mean, now if they're gonna have deep heavy metal <laughs> conversations in the future, <laughs> maybe she isn't able. Then she's to... gonna be in trouble. Yeah, she might be in trouble. But um, you know, she can deal with that when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Sarah, do you want to tell a story that I can use when I'm on Survivor? What's like a fun story? Um... Um, you're gonna put me on the spot. You don't have to do it. Uh, no, no, I got it. When I was in Portland, I met some. Ooh, where were they from? Filipino grandmas, uh, who were confused about if they were taking the right bus and they were going to the same place I was going. Um, so I helped them, and then after that, they were also going to go to the same place I was going, and so I just ended up spending the whole day with these Filipino grandmas, and they were super impressed when I called like. A lift to come and you know like i called a car to take us to this place and um the the lift thought i what they were my grandmas and essentially they became my grandmas like we're facebook friends and they send me grandma posts and uh, yeah, so <laughs> filipino grandmas now okay uh, so there you go that's incredible all yours <laughs> that's a pretty good story i don't know if i could sell that as well as you just did but well you're yeah, not selling it that... actually happened to you but <laughs> <laughs> It's a good story. It's a it's a good story because it's like oh like you know you help somebody out and that was kind of struggling and then you had a great time with them and like it's somebody like you wouldn't have spent time with otherwise. So I didn't even tell you the like optimal part of the story where like we were going to a Japanese garden and I was just like okay we're here bye have a good time and then later I just hear from over a hill Sarah from Pennsylvania hey can you come take a picture of us? <laughs> just. Yeah, they just kept calling me Sarah from Pennsylvania, and so they could have called you Philly James. There you go. Ooh, I don't. That, I don't want to. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> that moniker. I don't. I don't deserve no? okay. to be called Philly. No. No. Okay. Not okay. a good representation. I agree. <laughs> Pennsylvania James doesn't sound great, but <laughs> James from Pennsylvania. Now, if I told that story, would it make the edit of the show? I don't know, but still, maybe that, not. But it might though. entertain some people. Yeah. So. It would be so awesome to get on the show. Steal somebody's story. That's like <laughs> that's still the only thing that gets in the that's edit. That's <laughs> like that makes the edit, and like the person that, that you're like still close with, like knows like you stole that story. From them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but you're welcome to it. There you go. All right. I'm well, giving I, you this story. You don't need, I don't need your permission. I'll use <laughs> any story you ever okay. tell me may be used on Survivor. Okay. Is that, is that a, do I got to sign some paperwork somewhere, just a release form? No. Nope. All my stories are yours for Survivor? It's public okay. information as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Next person on yellow. 
Yes, it is Janine, who is 24 and a UX designer. Um, she has a nice little mat moment where she's like the first person that Jeff calls on and she's like all hyped. And she says that Survivor's always been her dream, but it was also her father's dream. So it's like a double dream. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember this story. I didn't write this one down, but yeah. A lot of these, like, oh, it's my dream to be on Survivor, like, <laughs> they're just so generic to me, but she had something about her dad was, like, a potato farmer or something? Yes, I think that he immigrated from China where he was a potato farmer, and now he's a doctor of something? I forget. I didn't write it down. Yeah. It, it was, was a fancy a, job. He now. came a long way from <laughs> potato farmer, uh, whatever yeah. the story was. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And he's very proud of her being on Survivor, so aw. <laughs> I didn't write anything down about Janine other than that she's part of the women's lines mm -hmm. yeah. and she she figures out the final last piece step of the number puzzle that they're going to oh, because yes. this tribe is going to choose the savvy version of the second chance apply task let's wait I think I think um, Sammy is the last person on this tribe yeah, that we're going to talk about and he more is involved the, in this puzzle he so. is the main um puzzle guy really <laughs> the big breakthrough in solving the puzzle was sammy so we'll mm. we'll we'll come back to janine and give her the credit at the end but let's wait till we get to sammy to talk about the solution to yeah, the puzzle yeah so yeah i don't have anything else with janine besides that she was pretty under edited mm -hmm. somehow despite being on the tribe that goes to tribal council actually yeah i mean she comes up later when they're talking about who they're going to vote for but we'll get to that she kind of takes a back seat to ellie and the, the, it's going to become Ellie's plan, and she's kind of just like mm -hmm. the plus one on Ellie in this episode. Yeah. As, it, right. as it is depicted in the episode. Not not saying that's actually yeah, what happened right, out right, there, right. but um, that's the story. We that only we have get. the edit to go by. Yeah, that's the that's the story we get. Janine could have been much more involved, but it was easier to, to edit it the way that they did. Mm -hmm. um, the next person is Mike. No, I'm sorry. It's Gabler. It's Gabler. Mike okay. Gabler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody calls him Gabler for whatever reason. Yeah, so this is like a thing. I don't know if I ever told you this. Like, this is like a thing on Survivor where like people notice that like, oh, the people that Jeff, the contestants that Jeff uses their last name instead of their mm -hmm. first name, it's like some indicator that Jeff like likes you or something oh, like really? that. Yeah. So there's a there eventually became like a little bit of a meta thing where like famously like one guy came on the show and he was aware of this and he his mm -hmm. name was John but his okay. his name was John Cochran mm -hmm. so then when um I think Jeff like called him out by name like he didn't ask like oh what's your name he was just like hey, and John what do you what do you think about all this just being out here for the first time and he was just like actually Jeff I want you to call me Cochran because. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 seem to like people better when you use their last name, like something like that. I forget what it was exactly. And uh -huh. Jeff just obliged, and he became Cochran <laughs> for the rest of Survivor history. Interesting. Okay. But it, so it used is to that be more what natural. Mike was doing here by like introducing himself by his last name first? You think that was the move? Yeah, he, he he was like, so he said like I'm Mike Gabler, like he said his full name, and then Jeff. Maybe there was more that didn't make the edit, but Jeff like instantly just started calling him Gabler. Mm. Um, I don't know if. If some sort of meta moment happened similar to the the Cochran moment, yeah. uh, but they just edited it out. But Jeff instantly called him Gabler. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think this was like a cool thing, like oh yeah, it'd yeah. be cool if Jeff called me Gal uh, my what, Galgon, my last name. <laughs> mm -hmm. But eh, I'm over it. I don't really care. <laughs> Fair. I, I'm not into these. Like I used to be like more of like a nerdy super fan, but now I'm just like I'm a Survivor player, not 
<laughs> not a crazy person <laughs> for all this antics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Gabler is a 52-year-old heart valve specialist. And he is a big old goatee that scares me. <laughs> okay. Not a fan. What about it? It's like, what What does he look like? It's he's just, like uh, he's in like a biker gang bushy. or something? What do you think? I don't know. What does it make you think the, of? The vibes are off. I just oh. don't like it. And there's a part later where they're in a um one of the challenges. They have to like crawl through mud. And it's just, there's this shot. It's like a high-speed camera. So it's slow motion, super detailed. And it's just this goatee caked in mud. And I'm just like, oh, so gross. <laughs> okay. I didn't think anything about this guy's facial hair, but... It's all I think about with him. It's just, oh, no, do not like. What Gabler, the only thing that he seems to be able to think about is how he's the oldest person on the show. Oh, <laughs> like, he's always he talking about it. He is obsessed with this fact. And mm -hmm. it's, simil it's similar in a way to how I was like talking about um, Cassidy, where she was mm -hmm. like talking about how she's a woman and what that means. Yeah. For her as a woman on the show. Like, Gabler is like coming on the show and being like, I know traditionally the old person gets targeted first. So, is that accurate? Um, back in the day, the old yeah. people get kicked out. Back in the day, for sure. Now, like, he hasn't, I mean, he, he has a little bit of a moment in the immunity challenge. Um, mm -hmm. but that didn't seem like overly that bad. But like, sometimes yeah. the old person is just the weakest challenge person on the tribe so it, it's a correlate it's like a it's a correlation but not necessarily a causation you know? causation yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but he doesn't look like somebody that would be like the worst challenge right. person on the tribe so mm -hmm. but he's still he you know he's the hero of his own story like he thinks he's watched survivor throughout the history of survivor and old people get voted out and i'm an old person like, he's like, this is my yeah. identity. Like, he's, it's weird that he's, like, putting himself into this box. Yeah, it's like every single confessional. Is yeah, about it's how crazy how much he's, he's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say what concerns me more to him about him is that not only is he old, but he plays like an old school player. So he's probably... Ooh, in what way? He's probably, like, the player who's most obsessed with winning challenges. Ah, uh, okay. Not super crazy, but he's in the episode. We're going to see him talk about how important he thinks winning immunity challenges is. Mm -hmm. He's going to be very much like somebody that's like, we got to keep the tribe strong for challenges, like using that kind of lingo. And then he's going to have a moment after they lose the challenge, which is like very weird. And we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be he tries to sell it as another thing, like, oh, because he's old and because he messed up in the challenge kind of idea. Um, right. But yeah, this is Gabler, the metalhead, who gets yes. schooled by. <laughs> I have schooled two by Ellie. <laughs> silly notes about him. Okay. One is that bro has so many tattoos, like you don't expect it. Oh and really? Then he okay. like takes off his shirt at some point, and we're like, maybe not full sleeves, but at least full half sleeves, I guess. Like, oh, okay. I didn't and even across his this. chest. That's because. It looks similar when he has a shirt on to when he has a shirt off because that's how much. He's oh, I did on. notice that he wore a shirt that I thought looked like he had a lot of tattoos, but I thought it was just a shirt. Yeah, but then he takes the shirt off and it's just a lot of tattoos. Oh, okay. Didn't actually. He did have some that. weird shirt on, yeah. Yeah. The second thing is that, like, when he was doing the initial, like, oh, yeah, we're going to work together thing, like, he's like giving people handshakes. And that to me feels like an old man thing, but also yeah. I just hate handshakes. Handshakes are gross. Why would people do this? I don't I mean, know. You're, you're in the freaking jungle, Sarah. Everything's gross at this point. No, no. I just like 
Oh, in, in normal society, like I just don't like handshakes. Uh, okay. it, it like, oh, I don't know. There's just something too formal about them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, I feel like I know when to do them, when not to do them. I um, feel like they're never needed. But... They're, they're definitely never needed, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's definitely more of a guy so, thing for sure, right? I guess, but yeah. like, so this goatee and all these handshakes, I'm I'm not vibing with with this man at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not vibing with him because I I just don't like his mindset going to the game. Um, mm -hmm. He's only 51. Like, he might feel a little more self-conscious about it because of his tribe. Let's see. He's mm. the next oldest person on his tribe is 31. So he is. He, there is a 20-year gap between him and the next youngest person in the tribe. Yeah. So I understand him feeling self-conscious about it a little bit, but I don't think he should, needs to have a mentality of like, you know, chances are I'm going to get voted out first. Like, it, it's a little bit of uh unnecessarily playing on the back foot from the yeah. start and when it does come down to it like he insinuates that he's going to be voted for and immediately like most of the tribe is like no we're definitely not going to vote him out right like that would be ridiculous so like i i think it is all in his head now he could be right but okay gabler is the selected summit member for yes. the yellow tribe and he risks his vote and he wins the advantage so he keeps his yes, vote. Yes, he does. And he wins the advantage, which is a immunity, a hidden immunity idol that can be used at his first two tribal councils. One time. And he does one time at either either one. Yeah. He comes back from the boat trip and tells everybody what it was, then walks away, opens his thing, and like immediately shouts at victory. Yeah. <laughs> so like everybody knows he has this. Yeah. He told everybody. Yeah. I think the mechanics of this was like Okay, you take your. It was almost like like a stopwatch looking thing that they had to mm -hmm. take, and then you had like un like open the stopwatch or whatever. Pocket watch. Pocket watch. Yeah, kind of something that like you could have like a a watch or like a locket. I would say a locket that would okay. like have a picture in it. Okay. And so they each got that one, but they weren't allowed to open it at the summit island. They had to wait till mm -hmm. they got back, and then they had to open it. I think the show made them open it alone, which is why he yes. walked away to open it. But he basically goes to his tribe, tells them exactly what happened, and is like, I have a 50% chance of having an advantage and a 50% chance of losing my vote. And then he walks away, goes and opens it, and then he opens it, and then he just screams with joy at the top of his lungs <laughs> to basically tell his tribe, which he was planning on doing anyway, yeah. to tell his tribe that he got the advantage. And then he, mm -hmm. he even like shows them the piece of paper to like prove it. Yeah. So there's no reason for them to doubt him. Now, I, I think Gabler would have done this no matter what the advantage was. Depending on what the mm -hmm. advantage is, I think, like, maybe you don't want to tell people. Yeah. But I think it, it definitely, I think, helps him here that everybody knows he has an idol. And that idol is only good for two tribal councils. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they could be thinking, oh, like, 50% chance he uses it the first vote. I'm not, I, we can't put votes on him. So All I right. think he may have actually been an option for the first boot. And this might but have actually this saved changes him. Everything. It's possible That's that this fair. saved him. Um, so he might be perfectly right, and maybe his confessionals were totally based in accurate social reading of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I may I could not be giving. I maybe I'm not giving Gabler, Gabler enough credit for his uh, social awareness. But yeah, he's going to get an idol, and it's it's definitely going to be good for him because yeah, people are just kind of going to totally dismiss him as an option for being voted out because they know he has an idol almost. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, that's Gabler. I think he's an interesting yes. character. Like 
Yeah. He's doing a, he's definitely. doing a lot for the confessionals and mm-hmm. trying to make the show fun, I think. Yeah. Interesting, not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next is Mariah. Mariah. She is 28 and a teacher and also from Philly. Yes. She's going to be the third woman on the tribe. And she stands out because she has multicolored dreadlocks. Amazing look. Amazing look. Yes. And on top of that, her clothes are like multicolored like stripes, I think. Um, So she is the brightest thing on the beach or in the jungle. Yeah. Like she, (laughs) when they were rolling up in the boats, like your eyes just immediately go to her. You're like, who's that colorful person? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Super awesome. Yeah. uh, Outfit. Like, I, I guess it was yellow enough. Like, it, I guess, like, it, it was mostly I feel like she yellow. just went, this is my one outfit. You can put me anywhere <laughs> because it has all the colors in it. I don't think this was, like, a look that she put together for Survivor. Like, a, they showed pictures of her mm-hmm. that made it seem like, okay, this is just something. Like, her hair, I don't think she changed her hair for Survivor. She oh, yeah, this is her yeah. typical vibe. Yeah. yeah, so this is her. Like, uh, it's it's pretty cool. There is one thing about her outfit that worries me, which is she wears these dangly rainbow earrings and i'm just like don't crawl through the mud and the whatever oh, yeah. challenges in those earrings i'm so nervous about they're gonna get caught on something yeah you're right i think she was wearing those the whole time even in the challenge yeah. you're right yeah that is pretty wild to wear but any luckily, earrings at all it was really. fine. like other than yeah. maybe like studs or something i don't know mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot on her before we get to tribal stuff tribal stuff um except in the beginning I liked, I liked, she was one of the confessionals I liked in the beginning, because um, mm-hmm. she said, because whenever I used to talk about reality TV show with you, Sarah, you said, like, yeah. oh, it, like, everybody on that show is just like, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to make friends, like, it's like, yeah, a, that's the stereotypical, stereotypical. I, yeah, I, I guess they say it, I don't, yeah, somebody, I guess they always <laughs> let some, somebody say that every season, um, <laughs> but Mariah says, she is here to make friends, Sarah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's got a good vibe. I, I, even if, like, I'm going to be out there trying to win the game, you know? But I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not here to make, like, to not make friends, you know? Yeah, In fact, yeah, like, definitely. the way Survivor works is, like, you better make friends. You, even, if, <laughs> even, if, even if that friendship ends up being temporary, like, you better be good at making friends if you want to be mm-hmm. on Survivor. So. Yeah, definitely. Don't get, don't go out there as this, like robot who's just playing uh <laughs> like trying to play the perfect strategic move because most of the survivor strategy is about making friends yeah and reading social dynamics so mm-hmm. yeah i liked this confessional yeah from mariah i did too and i like her She's yes cool. next up is owen who is a 30 year old college admissions director owen has a fun moment in the opening mm-hmm so Survivor, for people that remember, like, older Survivor, like, they used to, every episode used to have this cool, where they had the intro music, and they would have, like, a basically a video, mon- like, a little video montage for, like, every player on every tribe. Oh, yeah. And they would, it mm-hmm. would be, like, a, a cool, like, snapshot moment from a challenge, and they would have, like, a slow-mo of them, like, jumping in the water, and then their name would be on the screen, and every player mm-hmm. would get that kind of yeah. credits moment. But then... At some point, Survivor was like, you know what? We're better off not have putting the opening credits in the show, and uh-huh. we're just gonna use this time to show more of the tribe life and get the better <laughs> yeah. dynamic. Yeah, like let's let's use our time better. Basically, is what the mm-hmm. show decides. Right. But I think every season they do like have somebody put together an opening credits reel. 
that okay. maybe they'll post on social media or something. Oh, okay. But be, but they actually decided to put this confessional of Owen in the opening of him saying, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm here or whatever, and I, I can't wait to see my name in the opening credits. And then they actually gave him, like, an opening credit style, <laughs> like, moment in the in the opening montage. But he was, yeah, like, the only like, one. <laughs> he's like, I used to daydream about my name in the opening credits. <laughs> yeah. I like the meta-ness of that. The, the show, between yeah. that and, like, putting the L-I-V-I-N double exclamation point smiley face, yeah. like, on the screen, like, Survivor's having a little more fun with the edit this Yeah, season. they get a little silly with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I nice. like it. And we and there's another silly moment with our last person that we can get to, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Owen... Oh, he wants to scheme so bad, and no one on his tribe wants to scheme. Oh, you think so? It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely, like, when they first get back to... Like when they get to the part where they they've can set up camp or whatever, he's just like, I wanna I wanna make alliances, but nobody wants to be the first one to be like alliance time or whatever, and it's driving me crazy. What I noticed is that he the main moment from him I felt like was like he's using the I'll let you know if I hear your name strategy. Like he's going oh, around yeah. everybody be like, Hey, I got your back, like if I hear your name. And this is like like this strategy it's like it's so basic. Mm-hmm. that it kind of comes across as like disingenuous mm-hmm. a little bit because it's it's not really a te- an attempt to like get to know somebody and like form a relationship with them yeah and now maybe he, maybe he was doing more and the show didn't show it I, i'm mm-hmm. maybe being a little hard but um do you remember swathi from last season sarah uh yes yes yeah, so she was she was a player early on that was doing something very similar to this Mm-hmm. Where she was just saying to people like, "Hey, I got your back." Like everybody, like she was the one initiating right. the conversation, and she wasn't really trying to get to know people necessarily. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. just saying to people, "Hey, I, like if I hear your name, I'll let you know. Like I have your back." And then eventually, right. like she said that to everybody in the tribe, and then eventually, everybody in the tribe made deeper connections and eventually talked about her and yeah. realized like oh she said the same thing to all of us and <laughs> yeah, they yeah. used that as ammunition to get rid of her yeah the jig was up <laughs> so i hope we get more from owen i think i actually will like owen the more he's in the show but i'm hoping that his strategy is not this basic yeah because everybody else in this tribe is doing a lot more in terms of like actually making a connection than just being like hey if we have to go to tribal i got your back like it's not it's yeah, not yeah. it's it's just too basic I mean, it did seem overall like the entire tribe did not get down to figuring out who they might vote for until the last minute when they realized they had to. Like, they put off strategy for a long, like, longer than the other tribes. Yeah. And I want to think that maybe it's because nobody else was really putting that energy out there. It was harder for him to get something going, I think, is at least how he thinks it went. But I don't think it's an accident that Owen becomes a potential target. On this yeah, this tribal fair. council, and we can get yeah. into why that might be. Owen was also a person that um, this tribe ends up doing the savvy part of the of the second second chance task. Mm-hmm. The last guy, Sammy, who we're going to talk about, he actually volunteered for the dig as one person, and Sammy had a uh, Owen had a nice, uh, funny confessional where he was just like, 
he was just like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't do it. No, we're not doing the dig. I don't want to do the dig. Like, if if we, if the if tribe we the says, dig, it's going to be me. If the tribe, decide, if the tribe decides yeah. to do a dig, they're going to make me do it with you, Sammy. Like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was like, he was just like uh, Billy James, where he was like, I do not want to be doing the dig. <laughs> Uh, but fortunately, yeah, everybody else in the tribe, nobody else wanted to do the dig, and they agreed to do the the savvy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I have on Owen. Yeah. So speaking of Sammy, I think he's our he's our last last person. He's nineteen. Nineteen. And a pet cremator, and also I think he's a student. A student was his like a first job that was on the screen. Yeah, but he is also a pet cremator. <laughs> so he his first confessional was. They did another goofy thing, which was fun, which, like, usually when your name, like, you go to a confessional and they throw your name on the screen, and they usually have, like, your name, and then your occupation, and then, like, mm -hmm. maybe what tribe you're on. But his confession was about what his occupation was. So he said, mm -hmm. like, oh, I went to this school. I don't remember the school, but uh, so I, I'm a student, but I'm also a pet cremator. And then when he said pet cremator... <laughs> The, sh the show just like slapped the words pet cremator next to the word student. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. and I'm also a business owner hybrid of like all, <laughs> all these like different jobs. And then the show yeah. slapped the word business owner hybrid <laughs> in a, to his list yeah. of jobs. Except it was so long that it didn't fit on the screen, so they put it like diagonally in the corner of the screen <laughs> so that it would fit. And they and they I think they even had like a goofy sound effect every time they slapped mm -hmm. a new job on the screen. Like I had never seen this before on Survivor. It was so goofy. I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. the silly like. It's okay for Survivor to be great. fun. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. Yeah. 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 So Sammy, Sammy, he's he's like, you know what, guys, I'm I'm ready to dig. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, let's emphasize that Sammy is only 19 years old. This is young. Ah, but he tells everyone he's 22. Yeah, this is, okay. Now, this lie, Sarah, I think there's more merit to this lie. This is a good lie? lying about your job. I, I, yeah. Now, is the difference between 19 and 22 going to make the difference in how people perceive you, like, in terms of, like, winning or losing the game? Maybe there's a chance. Like, 19 is very young. And I do think yeah. there is a stigma against young people that... You know, you're not going to take them as seriously. seriously. Yeah. Um, but I, again, like, is that is that because on the first day you told them your age and then they judged you off of it? Or is it be the way that you act as a young person that they start to see you as they don't take you as seriously? So yeah. it's like, what is, like, is, 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 is him lying about his age really going to make up for the fact that, like, his age will show eventually? Right. But Hard I don't think say. it's I don't think it's crazy. Mm -hmm. The the only downside is like okay, now people might ask him like, "Oh, are you like graduating college or something?" and then he has to like mm -hmm. BS his way through that, which like is like why it's put okay. why put that burden through on, on yourself? He can just talk about being a pet cremator. Yeah, like I don't go to school, I'm just a pet business cremator. Business owner. <laughs> yeah, I guess he can just be like, "No, I I, I, I dropped out of school and became a pet cremator." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Screw that. He went to school to become a pet cremator. There's more merit to this lie, but even even the way he said this, they showed like an they didn't show the full conversation, so it's a little awkward. But he must have like introduced himself, and then some one of the people was like, "Oh, you didn't say your age. How old are you?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, oh I'm 22." If anybody was wondering, <laughs> like he even said it, it in, awkward, like, in a yeah. shifty way, like right off the bat, like he's putting <laughs> he's putting like too much on his plate 
I like an unnecessary obstacle on his plate for him yeah, to like slip yeah. up. Uh, so I don't know. I like I think if you're grown up enough to be able to act in a way that people are going to respect you, I think telling somebody you're 19 and then acting like an adult is like going to be more impressive mm. than okay. uh, saying you're 22 years old and then still behaving like a 19 year old. You know, <laughs> like right, right. It's yeah. it's anything it doesn't really worse, yeah. make the difference in the end. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so. If it if it could lead to any potential discovery of lying, like why why put this why why give yourself this burden? Yeah, I agree. But a little bit a little bit better than lying about your job. But that's not the only thing he he wants to exactly lie about. When okay. it comes down to <laughs> this savvy or sweat uh, choice, he doesn't want to do the puzzle because he doesn't want them to know that he's smart. He wants to just seem strong and dumb. And, yeah. uh that's an interesting choice. I guess it's valid. He doesn't want to be seen as a double threat, I guess. Yeah. It's it's interesting to me that he's worried about this, but then later, when the tribe is having difficulty starting fire, he just, mm-hmm. like, comes in and starts that shit. Like, no problems. <laughs> and, like, like, showing people that you're good at fire is probably way worse than showing them that, like, mm. you're strong. Like, you're athletic. It's like... We can see your athletics, Sammy. Like you're freaking like well, that's ripped not, and he, jacked. Like, like well, yeah, that's why dude. he couldn't hide that. But he wanted to yeah. hide that he was his smart. intelligent. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, just in terms of what I've seen, like people don't pay attention to that fire meta necessarily, but they do pay attention to this. Are they going to be able to do puzzles and yeah, finish challenges things? So yeah, I guess so. For me, I'm going to be much more intimidated by somebody that looks like they could start a fire in two seconds. But... <laughs> You're just on another level. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Puzzles do come up in Survivor. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, someone is necessarily, just because they nail one puzzle doesn't mean they're universally going to be good at all puzzles. All puzzles, yeah. like, are different. But, I don't know. He could have he could have just let the tribe fail here. It's not terrible. I don't know. I think the consequences is, like, you just don't have your stuff, and maybe tribe mm-hmm. lift becomes bad. I think there's some merit to him just letting the tribe fail here. But let's uh, talk about this puzzle. Okay. We didn't actually describe it. So they open a case, and there are a bunch of bones in the shape of numbers. So, like, think... Like digital clock. Old cow- yeah, like a digital clock, where, you know, you have segments Each, of numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the rules for this puzzle are you can move two bones, and you have to make the largest whole number possible. And I do not recall the number they started with. Yeah, so they they start with the number five zero eight zero, so five thousand and eighty. So imagine like you had the number zero, and then to make mm-hmm. the bone the number zero out of bones, you have to have like two a bone on the top and the bottom, and then two bones on each side. Is like yes, so yeah, just like a digital clock would kind of look with the little. And if lines. you wanted to make an eight out of that, you would put an extra bone in, in the, the middle, middle. Yeah, you know, so that's the kind of like bone manipulation we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and what is the what is the objective of this puzzle? It's to make the the largest number possible, whole number possible, by moving this, only two bones. By moving only two bones. Okay, yeah. So, how did you do with this puzzle, Sarah? I I think I, in the like you know we, as the viewer, you have like, they have four hours to solve this. We have like two minutes to come up with a theory before they solve it on the show. Yeah. Um, did you come up I with did... anything? 
I mean, I didn't, I don't know that I got a good shot of the entire number yeah. that I paid attention to, but I was like, well, okay, first start with trying to make nines out of your first two digits, right? Like that's yeah. your potential. And the first digit is a five, so it was, it was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the answer though. I actually did come up with an idea that wasn't the full solution, but I was like, okay. oh, if you grab two bones, I was a little confused too. Like I thought like maybe I was thinking too far outside the box. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if you grab two bones and you stack them vertically on top of each other, does that make the number one? Like, I, I, I oh, did come yeah. up with that idea. This turns out to be, like, I didn't get as far as Sammy did. And Sammy's going to come up yeah. with a much better progress for towards the solution. Um, I was like, I the answer that they come up with, like, this puzzle is hard, right, Sarah? Yeah. Like, this yeah, is definitely. like, you have to... Like maybe I like I probably have played maybe a similar puzzle to this, or if you think if you've ever done like a booklet or like a, mm-hmm. a an app game where like you have to every solution like you know you have to think outside the box, um. But I don't think it's clear based on the instructions that they like oh the solution to this puzzle is like you're going to have to think about outside the box, right? So I think it's actually if I was the producers on the show, like I would think like. If people choose savvy, chances are they're going to fail. And I think the show, right. the producers probably expected them to fail here. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I think Survivor is a good enough show that this is, they, the right answer that is going to be had here is like the what the show thought the right answer was. You know, like to me, it was mm-hmm. so outside the box that I was thinking like maybe the show actually had a different right answer, but then they came up with an even better solution, and then they <laughs> like had to alter mm. the 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 answer card and then like reshoot yeah. the scene or something like it's that's how outside Solid the box maybe, this solution yeah. is so sammy realizes do you want to describe this or do you want me to describe it yeah so there are at least two zeros in this starting number and so he realizes if you take the top bone and the bottom bone from a zero and then like put it somewhere else to use as a one that you're ex- adding a whole extra digit two digits to this number and that's going to make it way bigger, right? Yeah. So the, the the zero that you took the bones off of becomes two ones when you take yes. the top and the bottom of it. And then you can create and then an you another create one. create a third one. Yeah. yeah. So they're turning a four-digit number into a six-digit number, which is even yeah. bigger than what I was thinking when I was like, oh, you can mm-hmm. make a five-digit number. Right. And then uh, I think it was Janine was specifically like, oh, wait, but not that that zero. Let's do this zero. Yeah. And... That made it even bigger. <laughs> Janine realizes where the exact placement of all the ones mm-hmm. in in the six-digit number to make it as high as possible. So Janine gets right. the last bit, but Sammy really, like, discovered the, the piece that the trick, broke the yeah. puzzle. Yeah. Super impressive. I think this is, mm-hmm. this is like, crazy hard. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think they get this if Sammy's not there, you know? Like, so the entire yeah, yeah, success of right. this was... Yeah dependent on sammy deciding whether or not he wanted to help the tribe get this right yeah he was real close to not helping i don't know do you do you just let this fail sarah no because i don't want to sleep on uh, the well, ground yeah. if you're I sammy though if you're driven. sammy if you're a 19 year old <laughs> strapping young lad <laughs> sarah oof i don't even want to imagine <laughs> um, no you, but you I just mean, say like i'm way better fit to like survive out here with nothing compared to my tribe mates like, i guess like i don't i, I don't i guess if you really believe that them knowing that you're good at puzzles or whatever is gonna be a big issue later 
then yeah, that's the move. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know that that's that is true. You know. The only upside is that like okay, you're not falling behind the other tribes in terms of like um, mm-hmm. shelter and exhaustion. Well, not just that. It's also like morale. That. Like morale too. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Your team to not lose the first immunity challenge. It's better if they, you know, at least feel like they're doing all right. Yeah, that's fair. Not that it made a difference because they did, in fact, lose that immunity challenge. But still, I don't know, Sarah. You think put me in the put me in this spot? I don't know. I would definitely say I would. I would at least use the four hour timer. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Maybe wait till three and a half hours and then have a eureka moment if you decide to do it. But, uh, mm. <laughs> which seemed to be what he did a little bit. He made it seem like, you know, he sat there with a, this information for at least a little bit before he was mm-hmm. like, guys, watch this. <laughs> I figured it out. But, uh, I think he was really just hoping somebody, I don't else know. Would figure it Is out it too so dirty? Deal with it. What would you think of me if you watched me on Survivor and I, uh, there was a confessional where it was like, I figured it out. Here's the answer. And then I didn't tell my tribe. <laughs> Um, does it matter? Because if it, if it gets you to win Survivor, does I, it matter? It doesn't what matter, I, what anybody curious, thinks what, about you? What do you think of this person that would do this? <laughs> um, I do, I think it's kind of silly, because I okay. don't think it's going to be, like, the deciding factor. Okay. Because, like, like you were yeah, saying, like, I... worrying about the challenges and whatnot is an older style of play, right? Like, yeah. that's not the thing. It's a little too so. far ahead, like, you know, if you never do a puzzle until the merge. Like, your, your tribe will probably keep mm-hmm. you around if they think you're strong and good at puzzles. Like, they'll keep you around to the merge. And if you don't do another puzzle, like, between now and the merge, are they really going to remember that you were, like, had one genius moment? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think. Like, even yeah. Cody in the one challenge, who I don't think is a genius, <laughs> like, he <laughs> came up with the, the solution to get the flint off the post, you know? Like, I don't think right. that people are going to be threatened. <laughs> that Cody came up with that solution um, on the first challenge on the beach. So now I just you're probably Cody right. Wins you know, to bother it, it also it's so. But what's so? I kind of like relish these moments where like oh like I could totally be the hero right now and it would be awesome and everybody would be like oh yeah you're so awesome. But you know what? I have the mental fortitude to be like I don't need that. I'm a pass <laughs> and. uh I'm going to take the punishment. Why not? I don't know. There's something about that that just seems so badass to me but that I might just do it. <laughs> you know what's great? Not sleeping on the ground, not getting rained on. That's what's great. Dude, That's what Sammy can to just me. rip bamboo with his bare hands. <laughs> well, then he better get ripping, I guess, if he's going to make a weird choice like this. Yeah. You're probably right. I'd probably just cave and solve it. But maybe, maybe you just burn the clock. To make it be like, okay, I was struggling with it as much as you guys were, and I just happened to get it after three and a half hours. Yeah. But you don't want to, like, look at it. You definitely don't want to, like, look at it and, like, in five minutes be like, I got it, guys. Like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, think that's yeah. the move either. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he waited a long ass time, and he played it. He played this perfectly, Sarah. I don't know. Solid maybe. All right. That's all the people. That is all the people. Um, What did I want to say? I want to. I still have more on Sammy. <laughs> say, I will say, say this about Sammy. Sammy is probably the most impressive 19-year-old I've ever seen on the show. Okay. In the rewatch, I was more impressed with him with my initial watch. I watched the I watched Survivor live and then I rewatched mm-hmm. it because for the podcast. Yep. There were a few moments that didn't stand out to me that I didn't think about where I think his age might show a little bit. Okay. Now he only said he's 22, so like they they probably believe that he's 22 because that's still young. But mm-hmm. um 
how like even how he like lied about being 22 wasn't as sneaky as i thought it was <laughs> the second time i watched it i was like oh, that wasn't that great yeah. and then he's gonna have a little bit of a moment with gabler in mm-hmm. the immunity challenge where mm-hmm. you know he might come across as a young person with how he handled this it wasn't terrible or just kind but, of an know, asshole it just gives the vibe of a young person yeah i I was kind of high on Sammy after the initial watch, and I'm a little like, you know, I still like him, but I don't necessarily think. I think his age is going to catch up with him, despite how mm-hmm. impressive he has been. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, very impressive. Very impressive for 19. Okay. Um, all right. Are you ready for, I guess we should just talk about the immunity challenge. Yes. Not, not yes, much to talk about, it. but we can, uh, we can at least describe Standard, it. Standard, like, <laughs> kind of an obstacle course. They had to crawl through some mud and then into a big pile of leaves. Where there were three balls attached to some sort of pole that was low to the ground, they had to untie. So basically, it um, accomplished tarring and feathering them. Yeah, is what yeah, it looks yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're covered in mud and then they're covered in all these dried leaves. Um, and then, and so that was everybody. Everybody had to come through and do that. And then one person has to like dig in the sand under a log so they can like slither under the log and get to the other side and release a ramp. And then everybody goes up the ramp. Somebody walks across a really thin balance beam. And once they're across, they can release it. So it's a wider one. So it's easier for everybody to go across. And then they get to pick whoever gets there first. They're like these three ball rolly games, which I think they had last season and seems like yeah, a common very, theme um, in Survivor. They're reused for sure. Yeah. No. Um. So you get to pick whichever one you want if you're first. And then you got to go get those three balls into the three little um holes or notches or divots whatever. for yeah. the balls yeah at the end of this game thing uh yeah very so, very a lot yeah. of steps in this challenge <laughs> yeah very involved <laughs> they they like to go big on these first challenges i think um mm. this this location that they show the challenge is like their uh, you know like big obstacle uh yeah. challenge location mm-hmm. uh, whenever they have these uh climbing like a big wall or whatever right right this right is the spot that you'll see it a lot of times do you enjoy watching challenges on the show, Sarah? Um, yeah, they're all right. They're all right. As okay. long as nothing gross is happening. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, uh, like people that are like super fans of the show, might think the challenge is the most boring part of the show. Whereas, like <laughs> yeah, the casual yeah. fans might only be watching the show for the challenges, mm-hmm. um, and they don't care about the gameplay and all that, yeah. like tribal stuff as much. Um, I think the I think the challenges are fun to watch, not necessarily particularly fun to talk about. Know, unless something really yeah. interesting happened but this challenge was basically like straightforward nothing super interesting yeah. happened i mean a team lost in the end it's like people got covered in mud yeah it's fun Philly to watch james yeah. lost his pants um and that was about it Th- those are the yeah. notes <laughs> the only confrontation that happens that the show chooses to show in this challenge is that when they get to the ball maze at the end two people have to do it and gabler yes. and sammy are the two people on it and, and they're not doing particularly well. They keep getting to like the end of the ramp, and they're they just have to get the ball like move it just a little bit to like get it in the hole. And from Sammy's perspective, he feels like he's in control and about to get it in. And then like Gabler is like twitching or messing moving in a way somehow. that is yeah. messing him up. And he is like has a little bit of a moment where he's like really publicly like saying like oh you keep messing me up man and like stuff like that like yeah, yeah. kind of a and thing that a multiple times would do, yeah you know that yeah. in my opinion yeah i agree like an older person would be like like 
all right, uh, let let me like take the lead when we get there next time or something like like something mm-hmm. more more like we got this like keep like we can do this like yeah. just I think if you don't make as big movements I can do this like by myself or something like something like mm-hmm. that you know and 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 you would and you like whisper it to them too you wouldn't be so yeah. loud about it yeah yeah you don't want to publicly shame people yeah but like even one of the other teams was having trouble and what they did is they both held on to both sides of it they kind of did yeah. a like one person it was like a little other, bit so of were... like um what you would like do on a date with somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're like teaching somebody like, how to pottery golf. <laughs> and ghosts you know like the one guy's behind, you know it's just yeah 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 100%. but it made it easier for their maze like it made sense yeah i i think they did it the right way mm-hmm. but yeah uh sammy's not exactly that emotionally mature so he was getting very publicly frustrated with Gabler. Yeah. Which... No, I, I don't think it was like the most terrible display of emotions, but uh, it was something compared to what everybody else was doing. So... And I think it definitely influences what comes later with Gabler. Like, oh, it influences Gabler. Yeah, like, he feels yeah, yeah. the responsibility that Sammy is putting on him for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm term- in terms of like how the rest of the tribe sees Sammy. And even how, like, you know, every other tribe in the game, every other play in the game is also at this challenge and seeing Sammy mm-hmm. and forming their own opinions on him in this moment. Yeah. And if they decide, like, oh, this is just a young dude who's kind of a bit of a hothead, even though he's not even that much of a hothead, they just saw him yeah. in this one moment. And this might be the label that they put on him for the rest of the game. And he just might never be able to recover from this. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's crazy how much, the, like, these things can snowball sometimes. Yeah. So, like, even though, like, challenges might be boring for your seasoned super fans, like, it's an important time for where those social dynamics can happen. Like, if you're not behaving well, like, everybody who Absolutely. doesn't normally interact yeah. with you will see it and not going to be great for you. Yeah. There's so many subtleties that, like, it's hard to, like, even I, like, I, I like, I've never played Survivor before. Like, I, there are so many subtleties that I don't understand, mm-hmm. no matter how, like, many interviews or talks i hear with like former survivors like there's stuff you just like won't understand until you're out there Mm -hmm. but yeah the yellow tribe loses (laughs) yep doesn't even really matter who got in first of the other teams because they don't win anything special they're just both don't have to go to tribal yeah 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 it was like you just didn't have to come last winning didn't, Mm -hmm. didn't matter here later they're gonna have the first one they just do a immunity challenge later Like, back in the day, like, every episode used to have, like, an immunity challenge and a reward challenge. Mm -hmm. And then, again, similar to how they just, like, got rid of the opening credits, they were like, you know what? Like, we don't need two challenges per episode. Like, we're better off showing the camp life (laughs) and the strategy. Um, Yeah. So they, what they do is they'll combine the immunity challenge and the reward challenge as one challenge a lot of the times. And so if you get first, you get the reward. Yeah, if you get first, you get, like, a bigger reward, and then second place might get a smaller reward, or maybe just only win immunity um Mm -hmm. that's how they do it going forward but this challenge for the first episode is just for immunity no reward okay yellow tribe go to tribal council sarah yep i actually don't have like i've I've watched so many survivors over years so to me this is like you know pretty standard tribal dynamic (laughs) that comes up here um yeah i'm curious to hear uh what you thought was interesting or your perspectives oh in the the pre before they go to tribal council the before uh, they go to tribal well, like, as soon as they get back, Gabler immediately is, like, making this big speech about how, like, he knows, like, he's to blame for losing or whatever, and he's not going to hide behind his idol, but he's going to take a shot in the dark. And it's just like, this seems bizarre. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a weird moment that doesn't normally happen. 
Um, so he talks about the shot in the dark. The shot in the dark is a new mechanic in the show. Um, mm-hmm. But it was if in you haven't the watched last the last season, two seasons right? and you've watched other seasons, yeah. you have no idea what this is. Um, so I think I should explain it. So the shot in the dark is a one-time chance that anybody in the game, everybody in the game, has an opportunity to use once if they want to. Where mm-hmm. when they go to vote at tribal council, instead of voting, they can use their shot in the dark, and then they they pick a piece of parchment out of a bag it's like a one in six chance. yeah and they have a right? one in six chance of winning immunity for that tribal council but they have to sacrifice their vote to win that immunity so yes it's very much a like desperation thing that you would do where you're like well everybody's voting for me anyway i my vote doesn't matter i might as well take mm-hmm. a one in six chance that i can that i'll be safe and it, it really doesn't do much. So so far in two seasons, no one has won when right. they played Shot in the Dark. And very few people have even played it. <laughs> yeah. I think in the first season that they did it, only one person did it. And it was like late mm. in the game. But yeah, it doesn't really change the game that much. But it does like add this extra layer of paranoia where everybody's like, well, we, we can't tell this person. We can't let this person know that they're the target because then they might play their shot in the dark. And then there's a one in mm-hmm. six chance that like our plan is going to be destroyed. So right. it, it, it's kind of cool. I like this. I like this new, it's like a twist, but I think it's like a staple in the game now that now that mm-hmm. it's the third season, they're doing it. It makes it so like you never get a tribal where, you know, everybody decided to vote this person out and they told them beforehand that it's going, mm-hmm. they're going home, and you don't, you don't have these like boring tribal councils where everybody already knows the outcome of the tribal council, right. and it's just kind of like never going be through the motions. Completely sure. So yeah. like the the person that goes home now because of the shot in the dark is always blindsided. Mm. They never because no one is ever going to tell them they're going home because they're, they they did don't that happen a lot before. People would just be like, yeah, you're going home, whatever. Um, Can't do anything about it. Bye. More more in the early days of Survivor. Um, okay. Once they had hidden immunity idols, that added paranoia because there's always a chance that somebody mm. has a hidden immunity idol, immunity idol. But there would still be points in the game where, like, okay, say you know, like, okay, there can only be, like, two hidden immunity idols in the game or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, you're pretty confident, like, there can only be one or two. And, like, you know you have one and you know, like, your ally has one. You know, like, mm-hmm. no chance anybody else in the game has an idol. Basically, so you you might just be like, oh, I'm just gonna this. I like this guy. I'm gonna tell him that he, mm. I, I'm voting him out tonight. Like I just to, as a, like a sign of respect. Like he doesn't want to lie to okay. his face one more time yeah, right, before yeah. voting him out. Um, but now you have to do it because you yeah. like you don't want people playing their shot in the dark. Even though it's only a one in six chance of it succeeding, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't so. let people know. So I like this added layer of paranoia, and like you can't, you can never just not play the game. You have to lie to people up until the point that they're being voted out now that's all well and fine but gabler's whole speech is not <laughs> gabler, gabler doesn't make any sense here <laughs> no yeah it's like he he's just basically use your says, idol if you what think does he you're say, gonna Sarah? get voted for i don't remember the i did not write down the exact <laughs> shit he said but he basically takes ownership for being the reason they lost the challenge and he's not gonna hide behind an idol but he'll use his shot in the dark and i'm like that makes no sense like what? Either yeah. you want to take responsibility and go home for some weird reason, yeah, or you use the tools that have been given to you to not go home. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and it's actually like a lie, or he doesn't understand the rules, or he 
is trying to trick people into thinking that the rules work a certain way because the, I'm pretty sure the way the shot in the dark works is like you use it at the same time that you would potentially play an idol. So he can mm -hmm. go get his piece of paper. And then before the notes, the votes are read, he says, Jeff, I played my shot in the dark. He unrolls the piece of paper. It says, Oh, you're, you're still not safe. Like he loses. And then mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, now that I know now that I'm not safe, I'll play my idol. Like he, yeah, like exactly. it doesn't actually make sense what he's trying to sell here. And I, I can't tell if he doesn't understand the rules or if he's just trying to manipulate everybody, but his reasoning doesn't make any sense. Like I messed up in the challenge. So I need to take ownership for that and waste my shot in the dark, like as like a punishment. Like, I didn't really understand what he was saying at all. From my perspective, it seems like he is really just like paranoid that like he already thinks cause he's the old guy, he's going to get voted out. And now he thinks because he fucked up the challenge, he's going to get voted out. And he's just desperately, like, trying to appeal to them in some way to be like, don't vote for me, whatever, you know. But I don't – it just seems weird that he won't use his idol. But, like, he's trying to, like, appear noble or something. Because then, like, later, Ellie's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. And he's just like, okay, 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 I won't play that. He, she's like, nobody's going to vote for you. Stop it. And he's like, fine, fine, fine. I won't play the shot in the dark. Like, it, yeah. it takes nothing to get him to back down from this. And I think he was just flustered and paranoid and just saying nonsense because he was concerned. Yeah. What would make sense to me, and this is definitely a possibility, is that Gabler is still of the position that he is the most likely target because he's the old guy. Yeah. And he knows everybody knows he has an idol, but he doesn't want to use it at this tribal council. So he's saying to everybody, you know what? Like, He's, like the reason he comes up with doesn't really make sense, but maybe he didn't want to just he didn't want to just tell people like, oh, I'm gonna use my idol or whatever. So he was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I, I feel bad about how I performed the challenge, and I, I'm just gonna use my shot in the dark tonight. And then he's basically intimidating them, saying like, you better not vote for me because I'm gonna use my shot in the dark, which is an interesting strategy. Yeah. But he just he wasn't. We didn't get like a confessional from him explaining why he did this, behind this yeah. so unfortunately it's hard to necessarily believe that that's what he was going for because i would hope that if, if he said this in a confessional that the show would have put it in yeah and sometimes sometimes because like it's very hectic before tribal maybe he didn't have time to do a confessional mm. and maybe we'll get this confessional at the beginning of next episode oh that yeah he, that's the true. reason why he did it so i think that it is an interesting play if that's what he's going for um now, it's a dishonest play, and it's a very public dishonest play mm -hmm. that he's saying, you know, I'm just going to play my shot in the dark, and then he's not going to play it. So yeah. he's not gaining allies by doing this, but if he really is convinced that as an old guy, he's the most vulnerable going home, maybe this is maybe this is a decent play. I don't know. It's similar to, like, Carla. Like, maybe she should have taken a risk on the, on the thing because if she really feels like she's somebody that usually would go home first, like she needs, she needs a little help. So maybe he's sacrificing maybe like being totally honest with people and making a stronger alliance by ensuring that he he won't get voted out here. Yeah. It seemed frantic and weird. He did. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think his cell was the best, but maybe the strategy behind it was actually mm. more sound than it appeared. I hope we get, I, I know you, you're not a fan of Gabler. I hope we get a, like, some element of what he was going for here in the next episode yeah if we don't i'm inclined to believe that you know what you're saying is true he was just a little flustered and didn't know what to do here yeah but yeah 
Gabler, Gabler quickly becomes not a target. And yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. He really shouldn't be a target considering he has the idol and now he's threatening to play the shot in the dark. And <laughs> yeah. His idol is only a temporary advantage. It's it's right, not something right, you right. have to worry about later in the game. But then um Ellie immediately abandons the girl alliance <laughs> yeah, and yeah. says that they should vote out Mariah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. It happened so quickly. It happened so quickly as soon as they lost the challenge. And and I think she even references like using the word strong, like I we need to keep the tribe strong. Like she she is yeah. she is of the mindset that she does not want to go back to tribal council. But like we didn't see Mariah do poorly in any challenges. That's what's which weird. Is the thing yeah. that I don't understand about this. There was no they they I think both Ellie and Janine, is it? Mm-hmm. I think they both at some point say like, "Oh, clearly Mariah's the weakest in the challenges." There was no yeah, indication, no evidence know, from that, the, yeah. what we saw that that was the case. It mm-hmm. still could be true, but it could be a very narrow margin to the point like, "Is this is this really why you're going to vote yeah. somebody out? Like they're just a little bit worse in a challenge, mm-hmm. as opposed to like keeping a women's alliance potentially that could be." Now, the, now you know the gap between Mariah and Owen who's going to be the alternate target that comes up. Yeah. Could be a pretty big gap in challengeability. Yeah. But is is Mariah's gap between Owen that much different between, like, Ellie's and Owen or Janine exactly. and Owen? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems kind of bullshitty, and I don't... Yeah. I don't and know. it's worth mentioning here that Mariah is the only black woman on this tribe. Like, yeah. It, it, that is true. It's, it's very clear and obvious visually... That this is mm-hmm. what's going on, but yeah, I I don't think it necessarily is what's happening here. But let's talk more about that once once we get through tribal council. Actually, I have some okay things that we can say. Okay, but Mariah has her own plan. Yeah, right, she has her own plan. She's talking with Sammy, and Sammy seems in favor of voting out Owen. And so the two of them have sort of have their own little pseudo alliance, I guess. Yeah. Um. And so Mariah comes back to Janine and Ellie, you know, part of the girl alliance that they said they had, and is like, hey, let's vote out Owen. And I think this is the reasonable plan. Like, Janine realizes this, where it's like, we should vote out a dude, so we're not outnumbered as women. You know, like, that's the better move. Um, And so I really thought that that's how it was going to go, because that's where we're left before tribal, right? We're... Yeah. Or this is well, the last thing that we're also, people are talking about. Yeah. So the, the, it it breaks down very quickly to it's like it's Ellie's plan versus Mariah's plan. Right. But right away, like it's not a good sign for Mariah though. I, I'll say this because Mariah's plan isn't to get out Ellie. Yeah. And, and like and Mariah's plan involves Ellie voting with her. Right. So the chances it's it's more likely, you know, at this point that mm-hmm. Ellie is going to stick with her own plan and not go with the plan of the person she was targeting out, you know? I just thought the logic might yeah, have I agree. I think the logic through. is, in this situation, I think the women's lines should have prevailed. Um, yeah. But I, I guess Ellie and maybe Janine potentially are just like, I really just don't want to go back to tribal council, and they're all in on this strategy. Because if this is how they think the game should be played, like, mm-hmm. after they vote on Mariah... Either Ellie or Janine is the next worst challenge performer. Yep. So almost without a doubt, like if they go back to tribal, like if the tri- if the tribe votes for the same reasons, mm-hmm. like Ellie or Janine will be the next target. And they're yep. like, 
signing up for this because they yep. just would they would just rather feel like they won't go back to tribal, you know. Which is dumb. Everybody goes back yeah. to tribal. Like maybe there's some dynamics going on. Maybe Owen is like really on the outs and maybe Owen would be the next one to go. You know, it's hard to get the full dynamic of the tribe. Yeah. And maybe maybe right here it's really just a choice between Owen and Mariah. And they're mm -hmm. like, well, like both Owen and Mariah are the out too, and Mariah's worth some challenges. So they're just choosing between those two people. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but again, like there's no evidence that like they're worth in challenges. The only person who's shown not being good at a challenge so far is Gabler, but that's only because Sammy was yelling at like it's it's yeah. all very silly. But I'm just saying the core like say the core group of four people that are like they have actually like agreed, like, okay, we feel most comfortable with these four. Mm -hmm. Those are Ellie, Janine, Gabler, and Sammy. Mm. And really, the reality of the situation is that Mariah and Owen are the two people out on the odd, yeah. odd people out that aren't in the majority lines. Mm -hmm. And between Owen and Mariah, they're just voting on Mariah because she's she's worse than challenges. And that's like that ultimately could just be the actual decision that was made. But that wasn't the angle that the show chose to choose it, chose to yeah, yeah. highlight, you know? Yeah, definitely. They made it like Mariah's plan versus Ellie's plan, but really, like, maybe Mariah never stood a chance, you know? Mm -hmm. And the idea for Owen to be the backup vote, they made it seem like Mariah kind of came up with it, but, like, you know, maybe Sammy put it in her head that that would be a good option or something, something like yeah. that, you know? It did feel a little like that was yeah. from Sammy. Yeah, so I, I think there could be more going on here than what was shown. Mm -hmm. I, I, it could just be, you know... Mariah, who do we want out? Who do we want to keep, Mariah or Mariah or Owen? And they just chose Owen over Mariah. Yeah, because Mariah is going to be the one that's voted out eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Nothing spectacular happens at Tribal Council. What do you mm -hmm. do you have anything from Tribal Council? Um, there's just an interesting moment where Mariah tries to say that you know they really did all win today because they went out there, they they put everything into the challenge, they didn't give up, they left it all in the field or whatever sports metaphor you want. Um, and immediately everybody's like, no, 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 we lost. This is bullshit. Winning challenges yeah. is winning. <laughs> they do that a lot, and... especially to, uh, like, early boots where they, like, give, they highlight this moment at Tribal Council where, like, it, they seem like they're not on the same page with the rest of the tribe. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, they all vote her out, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. The the other point, points of note are that Gabler does not play his shot in the dark, and he does not play yes. his idol. So Correct. At the end of the day, he didn't do anything. It was nothing happened at the <laughs> yes. tribal council. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. After talking it through just now, like I really think, like you know, Gabler, Samley, Ellie, and um, Janine. I think they're the like core four of this tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I had to guess, I would say Owen is probably just going to get voted out if they have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I am. I think like the women's alliance was a bit of like a red herring for the show to use to create a, a drama going to tribal council but i don't know how real it really ever was yeah but yeah the show's got to do what it do got got to <laughs> do what it's got to do to make the tribal council as interesting as possible so yeah now we can talk about or sarah what are your thoughts on mariah as a player and do you want to talk about like you know other dynamics that may have contributed to her well as you said like out. she's the only black woman on this yeah. team um let like Janine and Owen are Asian and then everybody else is white. Um 
And I'm not saying it's necessarily a conscious effort, but like, yeah, I don't I feel think like there has been a history of like black people getting voted out earlier in, in Survivor. Um, there was a particular moment in last season where everybody on the like ending jury up to a certain point was shaping up to be black folks in the beginning. And, and there was a big whole kerfuffle in a vote where that changed everything, but really like talked yeah. out loud about how this is an issue and it's upsetting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, w- w- I would not be surprised if that was a contributing factor in this, yeah. this situation too. It, it comes down to more of just like, okay, the people that you're drawn to or like, you know, you're more likely to like bond with somebody that has like similar life experiences you know yeah that's how i kind of view it and the potential like cultural differences Mm -hmm. between peoples of different race could be enough to like make it so like like i like i'm i'm gonna explain like my strategy for this first tribal council and Mm -hmm. like the most likely scenario to happen in these tribes of six is that a majority four forms Mm-hmm. And then the two people, two people are on the outs because it yeah. just makes the most sense from a numbers perspective to like make a four, vote somebody out, and then now you have one person if you have to go back to tribal again. So like, mm-hmm. don't make an alliance of five, vote somebody out, and then you have to maneuver maneuver your, your way already. into the top four yeah. later. It's just like you establish a four, and then mm-hmm. you're good for two votes basically. Yeah, and it, it's I I might be overanalyzing this. Maybe it. Maybe it, it, there isn't a core four, but they're able to manipulate Mariah potentially and tell her to vote for Owen. And then they're also able to tell Owen to vote for Mariah. So Mariah actually goes home yeah. on a five to one vote. And Mariah mm-hmm. and Owen, we didn't get any interaction between them. Mm-hmm. As like there was no correct. strategy talk between those two players. So yeah, it, having a four two split and being in the four majority is like, probably the most popular solution to the six-person tribe alliance and that might be what it is here and just through whatever life experiences and common backgrounds like these are the four people that gravitated to each other yeah and it's possible you know maybe gabler wasn't part of the plan but because of his idol he became part of the plan and maybe mariah was boxed out at that point Maybe. Now, they could have voted out Owen instead of her, but ultimately they wanted to be four people and not five. So maybe they yeah. kicked her out of the four and then made, because she was worse in challenges, they decided to go with her. I don't know. Yeah. I think the show did sort of set up that Ellie and Gabler bond a little bit, like with the heavy metal music thing. Yeah. And like how she was the first one to talk to him after his little outburst of like, well, I'm going to do my chance in the dark or whatever. Yeah. So he does feel like core four right now yeah there's a little bit of one-sided bonding like ellie knew she was manipulating the situation um yeah but you know you lie to somebody and get them to bond with you it's almost as, and now now it's like while, oh yeah. they trust me i might as well trust them you know <laughs> like yeah like mm-hmm. they if they trust me I, like i can trust them so it might have been like a hey i wasn't expecting to be aligned with this 51 year old dude but you know we found a way to <laughs> to have common ground and it worked out you know yeah. So it's a bit of randomness. I'm the the, the other aspect of this is that a you know how, how old is Mariah? Mariah's twenty eight, a little uh, bit older, but yeah. a, a young black woman literally won the last season of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And there could just be a little bit of like, oh, they see Mary Ann in her oh. in like a super superficial way at like I a guess. subconscious level mm. that could have also 
contributed to this. Now, I don't, I don't think like personality wise, even though Mariah was wearing like bright colors and had bright color mm-hmm. hair and like yeah, she's very seemed like an outgoing person. If you just looked at her, mm-hmm. she was not on the Marianne level of outgoing. Yeah. Like Marianne is on a whole another level of definitely like might be the most excited person ever to be on survivor <laughs> like she was yeah. the energy level when she showed up on the beach the first day was crazy mm-hmm. um so mariah to me was a totally different personality than marianne was um, yeah. but superficially if pe- people might con- subconsciously be thinking like oh wow she looks a lot like the last person that won the show so i don't know a lot of different potential factors it sucks it sucks because it's like it's w- without fail almost like it's come it's gone to the point in the show and it's partially because they have a bigger diversity and it's good that this Mm -hmm. is happening um but there will be a discussion about race at some point in the show usually yeah now it's not going to come if it won't come up from this mariah vote necessarily Mm -hmm. um but i i bet if you interviewed uh like all the other black players in the game and asked them like oh how did you feel seeing that Mariah was the first person out of the game, I bet they all had some level of an emotional reaction to it. Mm. Yeah. Which is totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, there was any ill will or anima- animosity from her tribe. It's just, right. like, yeah, it's just something that kind of sucks that there's been so much, like, uh, pain in the past from stuff like this that it's, ha- it's hard yeah. to see it happen and not have some emotional reaction to it. Right, definitely. Even if it was nothing, even if it really was unre- totally unrelated. And it's basically impossible to figure out if it is totally unrelated, you know? Yeah, there's no way to prove it. And it's very similar to last year. Like, I I don't think there was an intention by the other players in the game to, like, vote out three black people in a row. Mm-hmm. But the way that it looked, because it was, like, the start of the jury, yeah, was, like, two pe- black people got voted out in a row, and then... Like, this tribal council, we went into it, and the plan was to vote out another black person. And it's just, like, to see that and not have an emotional reaction to it is, like, hard to do. Mm -hmm. And it it so it created a conversation about it on the show. Yeah. And it's it's one of those points it's worth examining, like, the kind of unconscious bias that everybody has. Like, you gotta take a minute and think, like, yeah, I wasn't intentionally trying to vote all the black people out, but all the black people were getting voted out, so something was happening, right? Like, it feels yeah. like there's something to examine and fix, right? Yeah. All right. That's Survivor. That's the episode. But are you going to tell us about your sweet strategy for first you travel? You my cast? first travel strategy? This is so... Yes. I'm a little, like, obsessed with this right now. <laughs> okay. As, like, I would, like, wanted this to work out so much on the show that, like, I, I might, like... <laughs> There's a good chance that I will just look like an absolute fool. <laughs> like, this strategy <laughs> is so crazy. Okay. Um, so, I just kind of explained, like, okay, the ideal scenario for most survivors in these six-person alliances, or six-person tribes, is like, okay, form an alliance of four. Right. And then you have two votes. Like, that's probably the most likely scenario to happen um, on any tribe survivor okay. in a starting six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, four-person alliance is pretty good, right? Pretty, pretty okay. good yeah, amount yeah. of people but they're voting with each other is what you know builds strengthens alliances in the game you can make pro- all the promises mm-hmm. you want but until you vote together you're not really committing or really proving yourself to anybody in yeah in the game. that makes sense mm-hmm. so i actually think just in general this is not my strategy like the full extent of my strategy 
I think in general, like you want to go to at least one tribal council with your initial tribe. Like you don't want to okay. win every immunity challenge mm-hmm. because you really will not have established any true allies in the game yeah. until you go to tribal council. All right, I'm following. Now, that makes sense. My strategy about trying to form uh, my strategy at its core is just like I'm trying to form the strongest bond, the most the the most powerful like loyalty, mm. basically like the strongest alliance in the game in my but not necessarily from a numbers perspective, but just from a the strength of your trust for each other okay. and your loyalty to each other. Each other. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that, like it is to like vote with somebody, but is to, you know, really put your life in the game in somebody else's hands almost, or put your life oh, okay. on the line in the yeah, game yeah. for somebody else. So people that maybe don't watch the show might be thinking, okay, what happens in Survivor? when there's a tie the vote goes oh, to a tie yes. mm-hmm. what happens in survivor when it goes vote goes to a tie is i think they i think still they they re-vote once um like they they give you a chance to switch your vote they re-vote if it's still a tie after a revote, what happens is that the people that received votes they become safe they essentially mm-hmm. have immunity now everybody else that is not that is not safe basically who couldn't agree who could not agree, yeah. They are given an opportunity to talk to each other where if they can unanimously decide... Sorry, sorry, the two people are not safe yet. Um, if the, What happens is the people will talk. If they can unanimously now... It has to be unanimous, not, not just most votes. If they can unanimously decide which of the two people that tied on the vote, which of them they want to vote out, they can do that and then that person will go home. So in a in a six person tribe, you would have like a three three vote. Two people would get voted for. Four people now, two on each side of the vote. Two of them would have to agree to switch their vote, basically, and yes, go to the other side. Now they you're incentivized to come to a unanimous agreement because the punishment for not co- coming to a unanimous agreement is that the two people that receive votes become safe, and the four people that could not come to unanimous agreement now have to draw rocks to decide who goes home so in that scenario four people would be drawing rocks they'd each put their hand in a bag pull out a rock whoever gets the odd rock out is gets their torch snuffed and goes home so a lot of people don't want to go to rock draw sir <laughs> as you can imagine i would argue that no one wants to go to rock. oh draw. okay well, except for maybe you, yeah. I guess, is where this is headed. This is rock draws. I feel like are very unexplored part of the game, in my opinion. The, <laughs> okay. So the the only time rock draws happen, it's usually later in the game, and it's usually like there's a there's a line in the sand. There's five people on one side, five people on another, or like four four whatever, and they just they just both feel like the other the other alliance is a hundred percent with each other. And if they lose one person from their alliance, they're going to get steamrolled for the rest of the mm. game. So yeah, yeah. both sides are willing to make it a tie and draw rocks because they just think that is the only way that we're going to decide this. Right. But I have another plan, Sarah. For the first tribal council. The first tribal council. Let's go to rocks. Why not? Here, let's do it. Okay. And there's a lot of good reasons, too. Okay. First part Maybe of the plan. First part of the plan, Sarah, is though you you have to be good enough to get in the core four alliance. 
Okay. Now, if 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 the tribe somehow was split three three, you could just there, there could be a natural rock draw, but that's very unlikely mm-hmm. to happen. Most likely, it'll be a four two, and you have to be in the four. Okay. Step one: get in the four. Get in the four. Now that's easier said than done, but you know. Even if it was just like totally random, you have like a 67% chance of being in the four alliance, right? Okay. I'm assuming no advantages or disadvantages are in play. So good chance you get in the four. Mm -hmm. At that point, what you're going to do is not vote with the four. You're going to go to the other two. Now, it it works best if the other two people are working together. In this scenario where we talked about Mariah and Owen didn't seem like they were necessarily on the same page. (laughs) So it would be a tough sell. To go to them and be like, hey, these four people that you, like, you're both working with separately <laughs> mm-hmm. are going to vote for you and I'm here to save you. Like, it's, it's, it would have been a tough <laughs> sell in this scenario yes, if that's definitely. what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, if somehow the vote is a 5-1, you have no chance of forcing a tie. So the, this plan yeah. goes full, full bail. But I think 4-2 is very common that mm-hmm. you can kind of count on it happening. Makes um, sense. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to the other two people and tell them the truth. Just like be like, I got pulled into a group of four. These four people are targeting you at the first tribal and they told me they are voting for this person. Like Mm -hmm. basically give them all the information and you are essentially like putting your life in the game in their hands because they could try to like rat you out to the rest of everybody or something. Like if they don't believe you. At that point, you could just deny it, you know, like be like, wow, they came up with a crazy thing like that totally didn't happen. And then you could just try to vote with the four at that point if Mm -hmm. they don't trust you. I'm beginning to see a million things could go wrong. Oh, a million things could go wrong. Yeah. But I think, you know, you you can maneuver your way out of them. I don't think like the vote would instantly go to you if like this became like a he said, she said thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I think they're going to be incentive if they're working, if these two people are working together, like. Chances are they should have some level of a vibe. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them the truth, it's probably going to make a lot of sense to them. Now, when you tell them you've come to save them, you only I mean, have I won't three votes altogether. I mean, I will say it like that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you only have three votes altogether. We only so, have three um, votes, but if they if they were going to get voted out anyway, like, what this is better than nothing, right? But, I mean, do you explain the rest of the plan? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't, I'm not necessarily going to explain why I'm doing it, but... Mm. It's, okay. So, okay, you've told them that they're on the outs. Now, you don't you don't necessarily even have to like be like, oh, we three should vote for this specific person. Like, they can just vote for the person they were going to vote for anyway, and you just you just yeah. vote with them. What if they were um, going to vote for you? Oh no, they could have been voting for you. That's that's when you have, of course, you have to be like, no, I want to be with you. Like, yeah. let's vote as a three on somebody else. Like, you you're, obviously, if they were going to vote for you, you can't do that, but. <laughs> Okay, say so you convince them, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, let's, well, let's go to a draw. They, they're going to vote for one of the two people, right? Yes. So if you force the draw, and even if they're unwilling, if the other side is unwilling to join you, one of the mm-hmm. two people that's not you is going to be safe. So the idea is that you like you, you're going to use the rock draw to gain trust with your allies, basically, like by putting right. your life on the line in the rock mm-hmm. draw, basically. Um, so when, when it comes to the time to like negotiate whether you can come to an answer agreement, like you just have to like speak up and be very vocal about how like, I do not want to see this person go. Like I am absolutely willing to go to a rock draw 
And you saw this in last season where somebody did this and then the other person like almost instantly caved because they were so yes. scared to be the first person voted out of their tribe that they just were like, you know what, like it's too early in the game. I can't do this. Like, so mm -hmm. the math is like, okay, I have a 75% chance of staying in the game and a 50% chance of keeping my alliance of three intact. And then on top of that, like you have a good chance of being like the, that they'll cave and they won't like go to rocks for their person. Yeah. So you actually have like, in my opinion, like pretty decent odds that you're going to survive this and a good chance that you're, it's like, you're going to get what you want out of it. Interesting. So if you do survive this, like you have two people that like you put your life on the line in the game to save them. And it should create like the bond that you have with each other should be like more powerful than any other alliance in the game at that point, in, in my opinion. Mm. How do you if... feel about that? Is your bond as strong with the person who you didn't technically save? Like, uh -huh. you saved them long-term, but you didn't save them this particular one? Yeah. I don't know. Here, here's here's the perfect storm okay. of this plan, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you were Gabler in okay. this episode. All right. Not liking the goatee? Gonna okay. have to shave later. Got but it. you got an immunity idol that's only good mm -hmm. for two tribal councils. Okay. Okay. Play the immunity idol on the other person that's not getting votes. Ooh, that makes okay. it so they don't even have to draw rocks. So you are the only person in your alliance of three that put their life on the line. Okay, there's a lot of things that could go wrong, but in this perfect storm? It's a weird sell because it's yeah. like, oh, why didn't you just play the idol on the correct person? <laughs> that is true. Which is still a good play. It's like, it's better than just voting as a four, I think. Mm -hmm. But... It is a little bit of, like, it's not as cool and it's not as trust-gaining. Because, like, if you just played an idol on the right person, like, you had all the information, you weren't at risk. Like, you didn't put your life yeah. on the line. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, like thanks for helping me out. But, you know, I, I don't totally trust that you would, like, save me when the, when the going got tough. Um, yeah. So you'd have to be do, like, a weird thing where you, like, play it for the wrong person. And then, like, after the fact, you'd have to be, like... Uh, I got a weird vibe at Tribal, and I thought they, like, lied to me about the vote, and I thought they switched it to you, so I, like, I panicked or something. Oh, because you'd have to use it before you got to Rock's time. Okay. Yeah, you still it. use it. You have to use it before the votes are read initially. Interesting. Okay. Is this crazy? <laughs> I think anybody, anybody on that tribe is going to look at you and not be able to make sense of anything that's happening, right? Like... I feel like everything you've described is nothing anybody would do Um, at the beginning. Yeah, but I'm doing, I mean, like, you mean like the two people <laughs> that I'm trying to, trying to be in alliance with wouldn't believe me? Who cares what no, the other I mean, three I, people think? No, I just mean like, I think the other two people you're trying to be in alliance with would probably, like, you could probably just tell them what's happening in a compelling enough way to be like, yeah, let's all vote together. Um, But the part where you play an idol on the other person and then you're all also like no rocks for this person i just met and have no reason to be strong yeah it looks absurd from the outside but i cannot fault your logic of this would form a bond okay so yeah this doesn't have to be you know the first tribal council you don't have to be the yellow tribe in this episode it's just the first oh, tribal true. that you go to so you you might have spent like several days with people before that's you get fair. to the first tribal in addition like if you're playing well say like uh like people we described like philly james or jesse in this mm -hmm. episode who are like very flexible they're trying to 
be in good terms with everybody. Like, if you play the social game well, by the time you get to the point where you're going to those two people, they mm-hmm. should have already believed that you were voting with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And Fair. you're only coming to them at the last second being like, they like the other three pulled me into a group of four and they're targeting you. Like, they should have already, you like, realistic, like you should have already been voting with them. They should have already thought they, that you were with them. So you're not really right. like springing this on them that you're working with them. It's more of like you're springing it on them that, okay, you like you thought, I thought we had this person, but they're actually with this other group. So you should have good terms with everybody enough that you should almost be able to do this with anybody on your tribe if you do it, if you're playing a perfect social game, which is no guarantee that I would be able to do. But you know, <laughs> I'm just saying this is like, okay, this is the perfect storm of like, like if you could plan out the perfect first tribal of a game, like I think this mm-hmm. is where you would want to be. And then of course, you know, the other people could just be like, you know what? I'm going to go to rocks and then you just have to win the rock draw. <laughs> but how exhilarating would that be, Sarah? <laughs> oh, this is a bold strategy, but you've convinced me. Go for it. <laughs> like how exhilarating would it be? Like you like you know me, like I like <laughs> like years of like preparation and thinking about being on the show and trying to get on the mm-hmm. show and like you finally get on and now you're just putting your entire <laughs> efforts and life and on the game on the line of rock draw. Is there going to be, Sarah, anybody more crazy than me? No, no. You're you're hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're like what are the odds it. that I don't get through this rock draw? Like like the odd first of all, I could just win the rock draw and then on top of that, like what are the odds that the two people go to rocks. Like, I I just don't think it's very high. Okay. In my opinion. But, like, <laughs> here's the question. If it went to rocks and you got picked to be out, would you still be satisfied with your decision? If I perfectly executed this plan and then just lost on the rock draw, I'd be like, you know what? That was amazing. <laughs> okay. How exhilarating was that, you know? I could talk about that moment for, like, the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> I could go on, like, to buy your podcast and be like like this strategy was fucking perfect except i lost the rock draw like <laughs> imagine if i had won this rock draw <laughs> i would I have won the game, hear, you know? <laughs> i just want to hear what jeff has to say to you after oh jeff I, this, this is like really my like if i could get to like, like when you make a video for the show i feel like they don't really want to whoever like whoever like in casting like pulls up the video isn't necessarily looking for like intense strategy talk in the three mm-hmm. minutes that you send your video in for or whatever yeah but like if i could get to the point where i could sit down with jeff and sit down yeah. with the final casting people the the big uh-huh. the big people and i talk about this strategy you think they just put you on the show immediately like, the level of insanity that i am willing <laughs> to go to like like strategies in this game like i i think this gets me on the show i i i, yeah. I just need to get through like the early stages of casting and i think i i can sell okay like no other topic on the planet like if you talk to me about survivor i have a lot to say because mm-hmm. once you get to the actual <laughs> once you get to the actual like meat and potatoes of what is the strategy when you go out there on survivor i think i have a lot to offer and if yeah. i pull it off like it's going to make good tv yeah. Now I could fall flat on my face, and that could be good TV too. Like, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> like you imagine. I think so. Now I don't. It might be a difficult edit to, for them to pull off if, like, you know, I'm actually like 
not in the majority and I'm going to try to save two people that are in the majority and then I play an <laughs> idol on one of them <laughs> or something like it might be very weird for them to try to explain any of my actions yeah yeah you know so it could look like I'm an absolute idiot at the end of the you day you just have but, to have know. a very in-depth confessional where you're like this is what I'm doing <laughs> well I won't have that confessional because I'll be voted out <laughs> Sure. And they won't show it because it's way funnier to just be like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll know. Like, even if I get voted out first, you know, like, I'll know what I was trying going for. Like, I'm not going to feel that yeah. bad about it. I, I made it to win it, Sarah. You know, like, like, you know, I don't think I think some people fall into a trap with like they think so highly of themselves and they think like they're this like amazing social buddy butterfly that like everybody loves them and they're going to make everybody their best friend. And they're going to think like, I'm gonna make everybody think I'm like their number one ally in the game. Like it's mm-hmm. so optimistic to think that way. And it's so unrealistic yeah. that like, I, I'm not going to go out there thinking like, you know, through my personality alone, I'm going to be able to convince two other people for other like three other people, four other people, however many big of my alliance wants to be like that. I'm, like their best chance to win the game and we're we're like like uh we're gonna bond over like amazing life experience or like i don't know i'm not i don't feel like i I have the capacity to like bs my way through like social situations like that like uh, like okay the people who like me like me but you know a lot of people don't get me and they don't like me (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like yeah uh so i don't know i feel like this is a interesting option to just like create an alliance that is rooted in nothing else but the game, you know? Like, yeah. even if you had nothing in common with these people, other than the fact that they want to be on Survivor and they want to win Survivor, the mm-hmm. fact that you put your life, your Survivor life, on the line for them, yeah, like, regardless it's of meaningful. whether or not they're, yeah. like, like, like me or think I'm suspicious or shifty or whatever, like, they can't ignore the fact that I did that. And even right. if they... Th- they don't like me like they should be like well i don't know if i like this guy or i like some other people better but like this guy like really proved himself like mm-hmm. yeah and after the fact yeah. like you go to them and you're like don't ham it up too much but like just be like hey i did that because like i just really want to work with you guys in this game and i want us to be like the final three and it's like it's it's genuine you know yeah. it's like a genuine thing in the moment i'm not lying to them you know like i i have no reason to think i'm gonna get any two better allies the rest of the game right yeah it's compelling it is yeah. <laughs> all right you're a little interested okay yeah i hope you get to try it out <laughs> i know yeah i most most people would just be like that's crazy i would never put us like think about that for two seconds like <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not saying it's not crazy Yeah, i'm not saying it's not crazy easier <laughs> but most people just be like you know no you can't go to rock draw on the first boat like too many too many things will change <laughs> i'm like things are going to change like this is your the, the other thing is like so many people the reason that this is more likely to work than any other tribal council is first like no other alliances have been formed solidified because there hasn't been a vote yet and right. on top of that like so many people just don't like the fear of being the first one out is so great that like i oh, really yeah, think yeah. like if you want to play aggressive on the first vote you can like get away with it um because so many people are just like not willing to put themselves out there on the first vote they're gonna wait till it like they'd rather be in the minority and still be in the game almost essentially is what it is yeah but yeah old strategy thanks for listening to that (laughs)
how would you feel, sir? Like we're on, we're out there, and I, I, I pulled mm-hmm. a strategy, and you're one of the the two. Do you not feel uh, like you can trust me after that? Um, do I think that you're too crazy to trust? That's the question. Ooh, I think I don't know. It could go either way. Probably, yeah, I trust you because like you just saved me, but also you seem like maybe maybe you're too much of a wild card. Who knows? This is a crazy stunt you pulled. But there's like no way. I don't know. I I. I, I I do see that as a potential reaction, mm-hmm. but I just don't see how like you would immediately you know, like. Are you really gonna bail on me and go join <laughs> the people that literally just voted for you? Like oh, the I odds mean, of yeah, that, obviously yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Now they, it, it might be a crazy enough move, depending on like you know if people tell the story of the move to the other tribes, and it may, might like I don't mm-hmm. know. It could become a big deal where like people start seeing you as like a crazy threat. Kind of this guy will do the craziest things. So it could, you know, backfire later in the game. But, you know, I I think you pull this off and, like, you're pretty much set. I think it is risky if you don't have that extra idol to play on the person who didn't get votes. Because then you're putting them at risk with rocks. But they were already at risk anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. They weren't. That's true, yeah. They weren't getting the votes. I mean, like, long-term, they were still going to get voted out, but, like, you potentially yeah. that is got the weakness. them eliminated. I think that's the main, like, really, like, law, like, flaw in the plan. Like, there might be some mm-hmm. resentment for that. Um, like, the, the plan can just fail because of, you know, the math. The math, you can just fail on the math. Mm-hmm. But that is actually, like, you know, the, the, the person that has to go to rocks with you has to be as committed to it as you are. Th- that's why it's better if the two people that you're helping uh like are already, already are aligned yeah are aligned like they would like they're so close that they would be willing to go to rocks for that other person now they may not you might not have been one of those people but <laughs> uh at the end of the day they would go to rocks for the other person something like that i don't know of course there's a decent chance to get out there i get out there and like you know i can see like okay this plan's not gonna work <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be really like I've thought about this plan so much, and it's just like so, like I just want it to be a thing that happens on Survivor <laughs> so bad that like I yeah. would be like I'd be really like looking for angles. Like okay, all right, let me figure out which four people are the closest, and I'm gonna be in that four, <laughs> and then I'm gonna betray that four instantly. Like that's <laughs> that's really like the angles I'd be looking for until I, that first tribal council. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> It's a little bit different. A little bit different way of playing. Yeah, definitely. I don't even know if this is my craziest idea, sir. Oh, really? I'll leave that for another time. Okay. If, Fair enough. If listeners get to this point in the podcast, Sarah, they want to hear more from me <laughs> on Survivor, <laughs> you let me know. I will break it down. Yeah. My other crazy idea for an end game. End game crazy idea. Ooh, we got the first okay. vote and maybe the last <laughs> Just got to figure the out the middle. Vote. Yeah. <laughs> the middle is just, you know, you know, just do good, standard good survivor as of just now. Just get good. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, you know, do what you thought you should be doing all along. But now add in the crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so hyped just talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it? Finally got to talk about survivor on the podcast. Was it, was it everything you dreamed of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we don't have to ask if you're going to keep watching. You're obviously going to keep watching. Oh, me? I mean, I, I brought it to the show, of course. Yeah. I, I might also keep watching. I don't know. You got me into last season. I might I might finish this season, too. Got to. It's good. <laughs> Come on. I guess I, 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 I feel like for you, it's like, oh, like, I, like 
you see enough people that you don't really like and you're kind of like i don't want to watch these people well the biggest yeah. deterrent yeah there has to be like a good like, like people a bit that's be a good like more people i like than people i don't like like yeah, yeah. if enough good people you like get voted out you might get you might fail mm-hmm. yeah like oh who is the girl who is the girl from last season i really didn't like if it was just all a bunch of her <laughs> i'd be like nope i'm out goodbye <laughs> yeah she got a she did not have a favorable edit <laughs> that character yeah uh yeah Oof. but she was like crazy. you know she was funny in like her own her own yeah, way her own yeah way. she definitely like triggered me with like i like i would have been like damn like if she said that to me while i was out there i would have been like i might have actually like lost my cool for a second like <laughs> are you kidding me but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh all right do you have any winner picks i don't know that i have winner picks i just have people i like which is People I already talked about. Probably yeah, Jesse. Jesse and Philly James are probably my top two. <laughs> yeah, I like Jesse. And then I like Carla and Gio, you know. Carla and Gio. Okay. kids out there, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see this Blue Tribes Tribal Council. Feels in a, inevitable. <laughs> Oof. So sad. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was awesome. Yeah. We still have to talk about, <laughs> we still have to talk about uh, next time on Survivor. <laughs> Not next time on Survivor. Next time. What are we going to talk about <laughs> on the podcast, Sarah? What we're going to talk about next time is... Andor, the new Star Wars show that just came oh, out. Oh, okay. I'm All right. Kind of pumped. I was on the fence about even watching that actually, but uh, I guess I'm watching it now. Let's go. Oh yeah, you're watching it. <laughs> There's three episodes out right now. I don't know what we're gonna talk about on the podcast, but at least the first one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll let me know. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you say, I mean, if you say it's good, it's I'll probably enjoy it to some level. It's still Star Wars, even if it's like characters I have no idea. Well, that's are. part of, like, I watched the you first like three that, episodes, yeah. and it wasn't very Star Wars, which is what I love. I don't know. We'll see when we talk about it. You but... like that it's, like, I you know it's in the same universe, but it doesn't feel the same. You, you like yeah, that. it's refreshing. Yeah. It's, like, Star Wars shit that isn't about Skywalkers, you know? Yeah. I got you. I mean, I don't know if I fully agree, but I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's got good vibes. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it next okay. week, but, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm down. Cool. All right. We just wrap this up. <laughs> yes. We done? Okay. We got to do the oh my contacting God. us part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Sarah. Where can people contact us before we say bye on this epic podcast? <laughs> uh, people can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us at keepwatchingpod. Instagram at us at keepwatchingpod. Or leave a comment on YouTube at also at keepwatchingpod. And uh, if you enjoyed this monster of a podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> made, made it, it. this, I really <laughs> want to know. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.